welcome to the Sports Carnage Podcast, presented by Detroit Sports Nation, featuring Paul Roshan, A.J. Riley, Ryan Griffin, and Matthew Bassett, bringing you the most arrogant takes on the planet straight to your ears. We don't promise to always be right, but we promise to act like we are. What's up, webheads? Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. We got a show for you tonight. We got one of the originators back in the habit. So along with the usuals, AJ Riley, Paul Roshan, Ryan Griffin, I'm Matt Basson, and we've brought back one of the OGs himself, the Bear Necessities, Dylan Bear. Welcome back Hello. to Sports Carnage. Welcome everyone to Sports Carnage. We got a special show for you tonight. We are diving right in to a very special bracket designed by our very own Dylan Bear. So Dylan, I'm not going to take away any steam on this one. Why don't you let us know what the hell we're doing tonight? We talked about this before I departed the show for all five of you who cared about that. And we have ourselves the broadcaster bracket we've wanted to do this forever after we did the sports movie one so what we did is since there are five of us it's a little different there's 40 teams total it's been randomized by myself and we have all all the fellas ranked eight sports broadcasters specifically they have to be calling games that matters in this. can i ask a question real quick since you brought up the movie bracket sure I remember seeing that movie bracket, and I was not a part of the show at this time, so I'm going to say that's why this occurred. But I'm pretty sure, did Ant-Man win over Black Panther in that bracket? (laughs) That was was the Marvel one. It did for a god dang reason! But here's the thing. Because a week after, Matt was like, you know what? But here's the thing. (laughs) Matt, I appreciate you owning owning up to that, but we have to have a way to protect ourselves from that kind of asinine behavior tonight oh we had a we do. Rest in, peace in a vacuum ant-man is absolutely better than black panther was oh, hey, but the problem is the world does not exist in a vacuum no. <laughs> so that Listen, argument I'm not, does not, work. not it's not i mean it's not even better we in do a not believe in affirmative <laughs> action <laughs> in our brackets okay it's actually better if you're using the vacuum while watching the movie the All right, fantastic. So, Holy shit. Anyways. <laughs> off track already. Not even two minutes. I had to. I had to. I know. I had to. It's like old times. So, anyways, there are five regions. We have ourselves the Fox Sports region, the Networks region, which you read as NFL Network, MLB, NHL, that sort of stuff. Turner Sports region, the ESPN family bracket, and there should be... NBC. I skip the NBC Sports. Yep, NBC Sports region. So... Everybody picked them, so what's going to happen is each person will give a very short Roshan, a very short snippet of why you picked this person. Some people do not need to be said. For example, Joe Joe Buck is on here. Everyone knows who Joe Buck is. You don't need to hear his voice. But for some people... And and you don't like him. (laughs) Fine. But some people may may need a soundbite, so if that happens, we will do it when appropriate. Now... Every, we're going to have five finalists. And once we get down to the five, we will vote one out as a group as a whole. Because I'll be honest, probably one of them is going to stick out like a sore thumb. And then we go on. And by the end of this very long show that maybe Matt breaks up into parts, I don't know. It's not my call. We will have a sports broadcaster of 2020 
Hey, you fine. say a very you long show, but I have a very it's hard so stop work. at ten thirty, so it'll be done by then. I promise you. We will be oh, done. It'll in two be hours. short. I, more so, I just mean two hours straight of hearing us talk about the same people make it boring. So I don't know. That's his call, not mine. Hey, that's our listeners' Point being, problems. All right, fine. <laughs> Point being, that's well, what we're doing. Just... So we're starting off with the Fox Sports region. Where we have the number one seed, Mike Tarico. You know him. You love him. You listen to him now. On wait, no, he's no longer on Monday Night Football, is he? They fired his ass. (laughs) Because Uh, versus the number eight seed, which is the (laughs) illegitimate child of Jack Buck. Uh, The number five seed, the backbiter himself, Marv Albert, (laughs) going up against Joe Davis. The number three seed, Hubie Brown, one of the greatest minds in basketball, even though it doesn't sound like it anymore. Uh, we got Dan Miller going up against him. And the 2-7 matchup is Mike Breen. You know him well from NBA basketball. And Chris Collinsworth, who you hear next to Al Michaels all the time on Sunday Night Football. So we start with the overall number one for this, uh, Mike Tirico. He's not the overall number one. I just lied to everybody right there. Going up against Joe Buck. So this is gonna take Paul Roshan with his eight seed, Joe Buck. Defend your mans. Uh, not really going to try to defend him. Is visible and as prominent as Joe Buck has been. He deserves to be in this bracket, even though I'm not a big fan. Uh, he is very versatile. I mean, from True. the booth in football all the way to the greens, uh, he really can do it all. But he really can annoy a lot of people too. <laughs> and Dylan Bear, your number one seed, Mike Tirico. This was, without a question, the number one person I had just overall. I think he's a consummate professional. Some of the best calls that I've ever seen. A lot of us on Monday Night Football, the one that comes to mind, obviously, when the New Orleans Saints came back from Hurricane Katrina. I don't think anyone else could have been on the call other than him. He is utterly phenomenal. He is going to take over for Al when he retires, and Sunday Night Football is already the best broadcast in the game. He only makes it better, and he makes Notre Dame games even remotely interesting, and I don't give a crap about Notre Dame. Alrighty, so we got your one versus your eight. Uh, well, we know we know where Dylan is going with this one. Uh, we'll get to Paul last since it's his eight pick. So, Ryan, who are you going between Mike Tirico and Joe Buck? I am going to go with Tariko. I am confused, though, how if it's not a Lifetime Achievement Award, why you're mentioning Monday Night Football if he doesn't oh, do that anymore. Interesting. Ooh. <laughs> now that, that that's probably uh, the right, shot of the uh, night. That's pretty damn yeah. good. Uh, yeah, very uh, important. I, I, this is why I left. Uh, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> well, can we at least mention what Mike Tariko is currently doing? I did already. Okay. Uh, nothing no. worth mentioning. He, he sprinkled it in at the end. But yeah. Notre Dame games. Sometimes they're broadcast in 4K. It looks really nice. AJ? Uh, their team doesn't, but... So I'm probably <laughs> in resolution. the minority among Americans that I actually don't mind Joe Buck. Uh, oh, I, I, I think that he is a very good broadcaster, and as far as like my sport, baseball, goes, like he is the voice of postseason baseball. Um, but in a toss-up between Mike Tirico and Joe Buck, if I have the choice who I would rather have calling the World Series. And I actually believe I heard Mike Tirico call the Detroit Tigers game, and he it was phenomenal. I go with Mike Tirico. Uh, all right, so it's not, this is already a foregone conclusion. Mike Tirico is moving on. I vote for Tirico as well. It is nothing against Joe Buck. I do like Joe Buck. I actually like Joe Buck, not just mind Joe Buck. But Mike Tirico, exactly what Dylan said. Consummate professional, good everywhere you put him. 
how can you argue against it? Joe Buck, very good as well, but I'm going to go with Tariko on this one. Yeah, Joe Buck just made the Hall of Fame. Joe, Joe Buck him. is fine, uh, but he doesn't do anything for me. And Mike Tariko is a little bit better than that, so definitely Mike Tariko. I don't want to know what Mike Tariko does for you. <laughs> All right, so uh, Mike Tariko moving on. To find out who he's facing in the next round, we got the five seed by Paul Roshan, Marv Albert, who, how he still has a job, I do not know. And AJ Riley's four seed, Joe Davis. So hold on. I would, I would like that stricken from the record. This is on court only discussion. Oh, that's all that matters. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) In this discussion, absolutely. I didn't say how is he in this bracket. I said how does he still have a job? Listen, there's no, a difference. No, they do take not, into account you biting prostitutes. That, that, that is different. <laughs> on the court lines. only. On the court only. He he may have bit her on the court. I don't know. I wasn't there. Oh my god! Paul's, Paul's already <laughs> He's like Paul's like ridiculous. Do but thing. again, do this is not a Listen. lifetime achievement award, so we can't count that for Marv Albert. Dylan Dylan described <laughs> Marshmallow Man Marv Albert is a fantastic <laughs> basketball analyst i mean he just is wonderful to listen to all right and aj tell for the people that because not everyone's yeah a, i'm you going know, to diehards like yeah, you yeah, yeah. like other people so so everyone knows marv albert tell them who joe davis so is. joe davis is an up-and-coming broadcaster 32 years old who is now at 32 years old the voice of the los angeles dodgers who took over from the most historic baseball announcer vin scully uh, Joe Davis is also featured on college football, calls NFL games for Fox Sports. Uh, he is essentially going to be what Joe Buck is eventually when Joe Buck is done. So, you know, what do you like? Old is better or the up-and-comer? That's kind of where I sit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so, Ryan, who are you going between the young up-and-comer for the voice of the Dodgers versus the old backbiter himself? Uh, give me a, give me the backbiter. I love Marv Albert's voice. I've, I mean, I've heard his voice way longer, and he does have one of the most simple catchphrases, which is yes. But the way that he says it, it's awesome. And I don't know who Joe I Davis is. I just told you. So that made it really easy for me. All right. Oh, do we need okay. a sound clip? How many Dodgers games I watched this year? Zero. Listen, I, right. do, I do know who you Joe Davis is. You watch NFL football, though. He does Fox broadcasts. Hold on. You're missing one major thing. Joe Davis is on the B team for Fox on college games. He used to do it with Brady I, Quinn. I, I said he calls all And he of was it. quite good yeah. at it. He's very good. Well, right. I'm saying for Ryan, like, it, when Michigan State would play Rutgers on FS1, like, Joe Davis was probably on the ESPN call. 6. The Ocho. <laughs> right. <laughs> that is a Big Ten Network exclusive, baby. Listen, I, do, I do know who Joe Davis is. And AJ said he's young. He's 32 years old. He will need another 32 years to catch up to Marv oh, Albert. Get out of here. Absolutely, okay. Marv. So, so we got so we got two for Marv, one for Joe Davis. I'm actually going to go with Joe Davis as well. Back when I used to uh, write, I actually had him and Brady Quinn as I believe my number four best pairing in terms of a broadcast booth. And that was back when he would have been like 30 years old. I think he's only getting better. He's proliferating his portfolio. I'm going to go with Joe Davis. It's a lot of Notre Dame love you got going on in the first couple minutes. <laughs> Pretty gross. Uh, so it's up to me to break the tie. It's hard to go against. And again, we said this is not a lifetime achievement award. It's what you're doing right now. Right. And it is what hard you're to, capable. Of it right is now. hard to forget the greatness of Marv Albert before all the scandal stuff. And again, once he got brought back, um, 
and it's hard to get out of my head what he does when he's covering a basketball game. And I like Joe Davis. I, I'm, you know, he's done a fantastic job taking over for, you know, arguably the greatest baseball announcer of all time in Vince Scully. Um, but I'm going to go with the, I need a little more seasoning from oh, him for now. And I will go here. with Marv Albert. Yeah, when we do this again in 10 years, maybe you could be a higher seed, Joe Davis. <laughs> All right, moving well, on. Now I will for sure guarantee you that no soccer players get through. <laughs> oh, we got oh, come on, I got help. The 2-7 matchup and no, Ryan Griffin. We go, we go six, higher yeah. first and then lower. Oh. Jesus, guys. Well, that's never, y'all never watched fine. March Madness, Prelude to March Madness before? Well, two is yeah, lower he's than right, both he's three right. and six. So. It's higher. It's the op- Shut up. <laughs> all right come on let's go. all right, let's right. ryan griffin's okay. number two seed mike breen famous for nba basketball and my seven seed chris collinsworth who has taken over for years now is part of the voice of sunday night football so ryan tell him why it's mike breen well breen's got the best catchphrase in the entire nba bang. which is just the, bang! the simple bang <laughs> And right now he's the best uh, play-by-play man. That best. Hey, is he is. the one that was featured? And we do the double bang. Is he bang, the one bang. that was featured on the playoff commercial where it was like, "Oh, Jimmy buckets." Is that him? The ESPN commercial. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Nope. Never mind. No. I don't. I, I do I, know I, that I, this I, is going to take 16 hours if we don't all drastically pick up the pace. All right, Chris Collinsworth. To me, one of the most intelligent in the in the booth. Period. Uh, love the way he can break down a game. And uh, his voice is—it's you know his voice when you hear it. It's just—it's just that famous at this point. And him and Al Michaels are fantastic together in Sunday Night Football. Uh, but Chris Collins, with what he brings to the table as far as intelligence, knowledge of the game, uh, and his comedy to go along with it, uh, I just think he's fantastic at what he does. So let's go with uh, Dylan. Who are you picking between Mike Breen and Chris Collinsworth? Hardwood or Gridiron? This is impossibly hard because I just said that the Sunday Night Football booth is the best in the sport. Uh, But you are correct. You literally did it on the sheet. It is correct. And I will say one thing for Mike Breen. He would actually probably be a higher seed if the Knicks were good at all. Because he is the the, um, uh, play-by-play for the New York Knicks, regrettably. And he does regular NBA games, too. He's a really hard-working dude. The bang is great. Uh, I'm going to have to go with Mike Breen, even though Chris Collinsworth, I think, is underseated. All right. And Mr. Roshan, you going with the hardwood? You going with the gridiron? Oh, Mike Breen all day. Chris Collinsworth annoys me most of the time, honestly. <laughs> oh. All right. Well, uh, Mike Breen's I mean, already moving on. Especially anytime he talks about quarterbacks. Oh. AJ, you got one you like more than I, the other? I kind of agree with exactly what Paul said. Collinsworth is good, but he annoys me sometimes. And Breen just has that voice that could either elate you or depress you all at the same time. So give me Mike Breen. All right. And the three, six matchup, Dylan bears three, Hubie Brown, Paul Roshan, six, Dan Miller, Dylan, defend your old man. This is super easy. Uh, I've, I've loved Hubie Brown forever. Ever since he was on the a squad for calling the NBA Finals for ESPN. The man is in his mid-80s and still is not only coherent, but is calling things about a basketball game 
I, and not to say that I'm some genius, but like he's picking up on stuff that uh, his peers aren't picking up. He's super smart, and you have to factor in the fact that how old he is, and he's still this good. He's not like Dick Vitale or Lee Corso, where they're slagging behind. He's on ESPN Radio calling these games, and he is just as sharp as he was before. He's the smartest guy in the game when it comes to to this broadcasting game. And he is also very coherent for his age. It has to be Hubie Brown here. All right, Senator Roshan, tell everyone who the hell Dan Miller is. Well, everyone in here knows who Dan Miller is. And everyone listening to the podcast should know who Dan Miller is. He's So we've been lucky to have a lot of radio greats in Detroit. Yeah. Dan Miller gets the least respect of the people who deserve respect in Detroit. He has always been good on the call. And the thing that I love most about listening to Dan is he captures the emotion of the viewer. But you're not viewing it. You're listening to radio. And that's what's so important is you feel that when he speaks, he's speaking to your soul. No matter what is happening in the game, any great Lions call that you listen to with him on the call, you feel it in your soul. You are watching the game with him. And that's what a great radio guy is supposed to do. Alrighty, uh, I'm going with Hubie Brown. Ryan? Yeah, Hubie. Um, Dan Miller is with the Lions. That's an automatic point against him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was singing Dan Miller until I heard Dylan talk, so it's a clean sweep except for Paul. Absolutely absurd. Alright, so we finish out the bracket, right? It is what it is. Alright, so in round two, we got the number one seed, Mike Tirico, and the number five seed, Marv Albert. So again, Tariko is for Dylan Bear and Paul Roshan with Marv Albert. So Dylan, obviously you're picking yours. Uh, This doesn't need to be said. I I said what I needed to. Apologies for bringing up the New Orleans Saints game. My point of saying that is that with Tariko in these big spots, he clearly knows how to handle himself. And he still does it to this day. He's not that old either. He's he's 50. Hey, we don't have to explain who they are again. Right? We could just no. literally oh, fair vote, enough, right? Fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> yep. Okay. <laughs> I'm saying Tariq. Of course. All right. Paul, are you going with um, yours or are you going with, with Tariq? Oh, I'm one? absolutely going with Mario. Okay, well, okay. I think it's going to be a clean sweep. Oh, Tariq for AJ. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to uh, I'm gonna pick Tariq too. All right. The mo- and there's morning radio in Detroit, which makes me My vote won't even matter either way. All right, then we got Hu- Hubie Brown versus Mike Breen. So Huey Brown, uh, Dylan Bear, Mike Breen, Ryan Griffin, you guys sticking with these with your picks yeah. on this one? No, I. Yep. No, it, it, no Mike Breen is high. the face of the broadcast game. It has to be Breen. Well, all right. The energy I think baby, that's a clean sweep. Yeah, I would hope so. Mike all Breen right, and slide. so we got Mike Tarico and we got Mike Ooh. Breen. Battle of the Mikes. That's oh, a tough no. one. Oh yeah, this is a tough I call. I, I'll be honest. Ugh. I okay because. Mike Breen is on the A-team of his sport. Tariko's only flaw right now is that he's on a smaller stage. If we do this, say, in two years, could be totally different. But I am actually going to go against my number one seed on this. I will go with Mike Breen. I'm uh, I'm, I'm keeping Breen. Uh, a lot of it for the reason that Dylan just brought up. I haven't like seen Tariko in so long. Like, and I see Mike Breen consistently. Is Tariko not doing the ESPN golf stuff anymore? No, no, he... he Tariko's, I don't think Tariko's no longer with ESPN. Right, period, I knew right? that. No, he does no. NBC he Total. He does the Olympics. He does yeah, he's on NBC. the game, and he fills in for Al when he's yeah, out. Yeah, and then so he's, he does he's like an NBC all the golf guy on, now. on the Olympic or on NBC. 
Yeah, he's with the peacock, yeah. not the mouse. Yeah, I, I think Tariko's versatility and his ability to be in all these different sports kind of gives him that advantage. I get Breen's the A-team and Breen's amazing, but I just, I, I got to stick with Tariko. Uh, I like Tariko. The, what separates them for me is Trico doesn't really add anything to to the to the broadcast. I mean, he doesn't give me that extra enthusiasm. He doesn't come with groundbreaking analysis. Mike Breen adds more to the broadcast for me, so it's going to be Mike Breen for me. Yeah, as an interviewer and hosting a show, I will take Mike Tarico. But right now, for a play-by-play, uh, I'm going to go with Mike Breen as well. Okay. All right, so Mike Breen moves on. From the yeah. Fox Sports region, we move down to the NBC Sports region, where the number one seed, my number one seed, Jim Nance, against Ryan Griffin's number eight seed, Jeff Van Gundy. My number five, how am I hey. in this so many damn times, Arlo Wright versus Ryan Griffin again <laughs> in Sean McDonough. My number three, again, why am I in this so much, Kevin Harlan I'm not against Dylan Bears, all. Bill Raff- Rafferty. Um, and Rafferty? Raftery? Rafferty? <laughs> Raftery. Raftery? Raftery. It's Raftree. Come Are you on. sure it's Raftree? Yes. Is this no the old basketball guy for college basketball? Rafferty. Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> Pretty sure it's Rafferty. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> anyway, get out. Get out. Get and out. Dylan Bears number two, Jay Billis versus Paul Roshan's number seven, Brian Anderson. So we will start with my number one. Hello, friends. Jim Nance going up against Ryan Griffin's one of my favorite families, the Van Gundys, Jeff Van Gundy. <laughs> I would like to real quick defend Matt because Matt is very old. I am. Bill Rafferty is a very old comedian. Oh my God! Stop! <laughs> Jesus I, Christ! Oh, I can't hear this anymore. All right, Jim Nance. You know this. You know the slogan. Hello, friends, and he has just been phenomenal in golf or whatever avenue you put him in, including How I Met Your Mother yes. when he hosted Barney Stinson's yes. uh, perfect w- women's bracket. Perfect week. <laughs> the perfect, perfect week, week, baby. Yeah. <laughs> So because of everything that Jim Nance can do, obviously, as much as I love Jeff Van Gundy, I'm going with Jim Nance on my side. Ryan? So uh, Jeff Van Gundy, he complains a lot, but a lot of times it's, it's like really funny the way that he does it. I can get why he would be annoying, but when he wants to, he can actually add like, because he used to be a coach, he can add a coach's element to all the games that he's calling. He just might not always do it, but he's in- entertaining to me. And he's on a lot of ESPN basketball broadcasts, too. So you just hear him all the time, and, you know, you, you start to like right, Dylan, who are you going between Jim and Jeff? Uh, very, very, very controversial. I think Jim Nance is weird. He keeps giving his ties to teenagers. That's very strange. And I think <laughs> Jeff Van Gundy, whenever he gets, like, really savage about the officials in particular, it, it adds so much to the <laughs> game. I love when he gets pissed off. It's great. Uh, so I, this may be unfair, but Madden makes me hate Jim Nance, and for that alone, I cannot yeah, possibly vote Jim Nance on. Wow. It is JVG. Although that, Alden. although not, although not a not a lifetime of achievement again, it has nothing to do with it. the Madden stuff. Was in like 2011. So y'all just ousted my number Who's one Madden. Yes. Yeah, I quit. Well, <laughs> see, Matt. Okay, see no. Matt, so I like, was actually, like I, I would have voted. For I voted for Jim Nance, too. I just had to defend Jeff. Oh, Nance. okay. So we're at 2-2. Two, two. I, I would vote for Jim Nance over so Jeff So we are Nancy. at 2-2, two, two, and it's on to AJ to break the tie. It's Jim Nance all day. I, I like Jeff yeah, Van Gundy. Yeah, buddy. But Jim Nance is the soundtrack of Sunday afternoon and Saturday afternoon. Like, it, it's him. So ties or no ties to teenagers. Oh, I'm sorry, Jeff. I shouldn't have done that. All right. Me. And my number five seed, Arlo White, against oh, Ryan's yeah. number four seed, Sean McDonough. 
Arlo White, the voice of Premier League soccer, football, depending on which country you're in. Uh, it's Dylan. Do you have a Do you have a sound bite pulled up for this one or no? I can't. I absolutely can. I thought that you would have more to there's say nothing, about. There's nothing. There's nothing you need to do about that. Oh, May you right. you, be, you better have the McDonough soundbite. <laughs> that's, that's the only reason I put him in. Decided to experience puberty while he All was right. calling the football game. You are goddamn right. That's in trouble in the snack. <laughs> Although to be fair, not lifetime achievement as we yeah. keep saying. So, so here we go. Shot. Oh my goodness me! The BT French forehead strikes again. Have you ever? seen anything like it and it's another classic he's excited that's what's going he's on. he's very yeah. excited all right and let's and come on now you got to have the sean mcdonough whoa he has trouble with the snap and the ball yes. is free it's picked up by michigan uh-huh. states jalen wants jackson and he does that all the time yeah <laughs> it's kind of annoying that was the most beautiful call. <laughs> yeah, it was a great call. So like you, was, you do have to give credit because every time you do something, one time is yeah. going to be the best. And that was just, you, you have you to can give hear credit the sheer the shock in his voice yeah. as this play is happening oh, yeah. in front of him. So, like one one thing, and so it's it is about that call in specific, but I think it does speak to just like his overall like preparation um, to it, which is really the reason yeah. why I put him in. Besides there. Like the ability to just quickly recognize like that it was Jalen Waz mm-hmm. Jackson with right. all the not played at all. commotion and chaos was going on. Exactly. Yeah. Like it's it's a nobody, right? It's not like it's Dark Quest Denard or something that you would know going into the game. So the fact that he was able to do that just like right on his toes, and I know they have the player list in front of him, but that to me, like that's the most impressive part of that call, and I think it's a type of preparation that he brings to, you know. Any of so I'm gonna jump in here because I've already told you that no soccer person will move on. <laughs> That's prejudice. However, and also how, very, very. Cool. However, <laughs> however, however, I yes, in. like I agree with you, Ryan, about Sean McDonough. He just like and the fact that he had to put up with Matt Millen for so many years, <laughs> um, like that should earn him like extra stars on his chore chart. But, <laughs> but. My dislike for that call, I know it was five years ago, oh. is stronger than my dislike for soccer. So I'm going to go with Arlo White. Yeah. Well, oh. I, I'm going to make this really easy. Arlo White is the a, is on the A-team for NBC Sports for their premiere coverage. He's a great follow on Twitter as well for anyone who's not close-minded. NBC Sports is in the A-network. Hey, 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 hey. He's on NBC itself. Yeah, but He'll if that is the tomorrow, criteria, tomorrow. then why did we pick 32 of them? Why didn't we just go with the top A broadcast? 40. Somehow we the picked The point 40. of mentioning that is because in terms of actual American coverage of soccer, he is the face of it for a reason. He's also quite young. He And, no and, and this is going to be a motif that's going to happen as we go further on down the line with especially Paul and myself. Soccer announcers are superior in every way as a group. <laughs> to any other sport it's not a question and it's arlo white and he's moving on is 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 it because they're all white i need you that's not even true i need you to not trigger them right now because i really want them to be open-minded i know okay i i I will listen to your argument but there's no way you will convince me it's harder to call soccer than it is to call hockey no way okay in fact we haven't even discussed any hockey people yet yeah because i'm not in this also that but 
And I did. I, 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 I would say hockey probably is the hardest to call. But. Oh, Josh, what are you doing? And in fairness, I said best group as a whole, not which what job is hard. Okay. So semantics. A, I get God. it. This is a really bad Josh. But regardless, Arlo White is the answer, and it's as great as Arlo is. That's not even necessary for this. Sean McDonough, the the thing, all you have to think of is how that call really was great. And I am a Michigan fan. I I respect the call. Like, you can't not respect the call. It's a great call. But then you look, a call like that should elevate your career to new places, right? It hasn't. He's still. Yeah, he's actually put on Monday Night Football. Yeah, and then he got demoted. Exactly. Well, ESPN demoted Mike Tirico, too. They kicked him out, and he's your number one seed. Oh, not my number one. Okay. Okay. Not mine. All right, Eddie, move on. He is. They they didn't fire McDonough completely. Not right, my let's number. Let's move on. All right. Nah. All right. Arlo White. Mo- moving on. Number th- my number three seed Kevin Harlan. Dylan's number six seed Bill Raftery. Bill uh, Dylan, why don't you let us know about Bill real quick? Bill Rafferty, as you heinous people keep calling him, <laughs> he is a little bit different than Hubie in that he is a bit younger. He is. On the A team for March Madness, he is the he is I would say outside of Jim Nance, probably the voice of March Madness. Where he, right out the start of the game, whatever the defense is, whatever or zone, he set, he screams it out. He is a very good voice, very articulate as well, uh, and he's a really good counterbalance to that team of Nance and Grant Hill because he's very energetic. He matches the sport. That he calls. So. He's he the one very that shouts, good. right? Like, just, like, shouts random. Mm, like, especially no, when they're going to I, commercial I, break and he's like... I, I I don't know if I would I would be reductionist in that way to call, oh. say that he just shouts. Wait, isn't Bill Sorry. the one that matches his ties I with mean, his highlighter? What? I thought that was... Didn't good. you just say that he shouts don't the defense? Don't be reductionist. Out? To start the game. Don't be reductionist. To start the game is just a thing he's done forever. Well, as far as my guy, Kevin Harlan, here's all you need to know. Some goofball in a hat and a red shirt. Now he takes off the shirt. He's running down the middle by the 50. He's at the 30. He's bare-chested and banging his chest. Now he runs the opposite way. He runs at the 50. He runs at the 40. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. The 20. They're chasing him. (laughs) They're not going to get him. Waving his arms, bare-chested. Somebody stop that man. Here comes the blue coat. Oh, they got him. They're coming from the left. Oh, and they tackle him at the 40-yard line. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's better than anything. Yeah. That is did. Kevin Harlan, for those that don't know. And if you don't know, it means you've never listened to Westwood One uh, to any sporting event on the radio. Uh, yeah, yeah, all five people. Kevin Harlan is oh, one of one of my favorites of all time. And just his voice and the fact that he knows that I have fun with what he's doing. Clearly right there when a fan ran on the field during a 49ers game a few years back against the Rams. Uh, I love this man. He's He's in my top three for a reason. And he's drunk. <laughs> that was drunk. awesome. Yeah, give me Kevin. Yeah, give me Kevin Harlan. Kevin Harlan he does TV. Kevin, Kevin Harlan brings brings a lot of what my would have been number one seed had he still been active in the broadcast booth. Frank Beckman brought to the table the energy, racism, the energy, the oh. drawl that he has, like ev- everything about it. The delivery, the delivery is so good. And I gotta honestly, like I, this one was my saddest first round matchup. I think, although I haven't really deeply looked at them all yet. But I, Bill Raftery is really good, and I don't want to sell him short. He is really good. And against probably most of these first round matchups, I would have picked him. But Kevin Harland, 
is really, really good. And I think undersold is a three seed. Hey, let me try this again then. Come on, let's go. 2-7, let's go. (laughs) Okay. Uh, The 2-7 is (laughs) Dylan Bear's Jay Billis against Paul Roshan's Brian Anderson. Dylan, tell us about the Dookie. Okay. Uh, (laughs) I I keep saying this, and and to be fair, there is a theme. Everybody who's been picking these people has a theme. My theme is what I like out of my broadcasters are not idiots. I want people who who tell me and help me to learn the game better and to see things I don't usually see on a standard viewing. Jay Billis is, without a doubt, the smartest mind in college. I would say arguably athletics because he was a lawyer who actually worked with the Duke um, lacrosse team when that happened. He actually has a uh, he has a what's it called lawyer's license or whatever he had whatever it is in North like three states. He's very smart. He's always chewing the NCAA apart. He's impartial too. He's not loving Duke just like every uh, like you would think. Dick Vitale was the one who graduated there, not Jay Billis. Jay Billis has risen through the ranks. He's actually started to do more coverage with the NBA as well. I don't think it's a question. He's a best mind in college basketball. That's Jay Billis. Senator Roshan, your rebuttal. I my the only slight that Brian Anderson has is that not enough of you here or our listeners will know who the hell he yeah, is. No clue. Because he is fantastic. He made his heyday with the Milwaukee Brewers, and he still calls most of their games, but not all of them, unfortunately, to their Wait, You fans. said Brian Anderson, not Bob Euchre. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I said Brian Anderson. Does he call their TV games? Yes, okay. TV. Yes, yes, I'm sorry. Okay, I should have specified. I should have specified. On no, TV. I'm sorry. It's a radio game. <laughs> not only, Jets release not only is he incredible yep. on TV as a baseball analyst, but he does NCAA tournament games. He does NBA games, and he is yep. fantastic. Both Hold on, his Hold on range, Paul. Let me play yes. it. Let me play it so so people can hear. His All voice. right, I'll let you play. And that's high and deep to right field. James Shit. watches. This one's going to fly. A game-winning home run. Eric Baines. Three-run blast. Brewers win. Nope. I, re- I recognize that's, the voice. That sounded hype. Matt, you know who you should, who he should have picked was Jim Ross. Didn't even think about it. As as hype as Brian Anderson is, what he will never get enough credit for is his quick wit in the booth. He is not he's not a, he's not plain. He doesn't stick to the script. He always has something original to say at the right time. Very very underrated, just because not enough people know who he is. So this is going to be a compliment, but I did like what I heard from Brian Anderson. Very enthusiastic, but he's still not Jay Billis. If he was going up against some of these other dudes like that I'm seeing later in the bracket, that might have been enough to slide him in, but Billis is just too good. So Billis, AJ? to me, for the exact reason that Dylan was talking about, like educating people and he's so smart, I get that and I respect that, but sometimes it comes across as like pretentious and condescending. Um, but I don't want to be too reductionist <laughs> in the words of one of our guests. So um, in in that sense, I do like Brian Anderson, but I obviously am going to go with Jay Billis. All right. My vote does not matter. So we go to the one versus well, we the still five. Vote. We still vote. It doesn't matter. It matters. It doesn't Who's matter. We're moving on. It matters to Who's Paul's ego. Jim Nance and Arlo White. It's the Bassin twosome here for the one Ridiculous. versus the five. I'm sorry, Jeff. It's it for me again. I'm just gonna throw my vote in. It's got to be Jim Nance. I get the Arlo White stuff, but 
Give me Jim Nance all day. I I love that guy's voice. I I don't. Y'all were hoes kicking Sean McDonough out. Jim Nance. <laughs> oh God. I, I'm actually is a- as, as much as I I do love Arlo. Um, oh, and I actually God. voted against Jim Nance in the first round, and I really do still loathe him for his Madden stuff. But his diversity and his ability to do what he does and do it so well in so many different ways, it is Jim Nance for me. God. All right. Well, I'm on an island that doesn't matter. So. All right. And then we've got Jay Billis, the number two seed, and Kevin Harlan, yeah, the number three damn. seed. Oh, this one may be, well. I don't know. Oh, this yeah. is a good. This is a good battle. <laughs> this is a good I battle. Know. I like this y'all, battle. Y'all, y'all lean way harder on Kevin Harlan than I do. Again, I'm gonna go with Jay Billis. I, I, I just, I already said what I need to say. I, I think Kevin Harlan's way underseated here. It's, it's this one is not close to me. I, I love Billis, but I think Harlan is just better yeah, on a game. If you're doing go. in studio analysis. Give me Billis all day, but for for calling a game, yeah, um, definitely. Yeah. Harlan. yeah, I think that's a clean sweep. Matt sandbagged Kevin Harlan, honestly. That's cheating. How is it a sandbag? I, I, I had a pretty good top three seeds. Not my fault. All right. So. So, we got Jim Nance, hello friends, and Kevin Harlan, the voice of Westwood One. So, Nance. Dylan, where are you going? Oh, AJ's got Nance. Uh, I, I don't love either of them, but I will say Kevin Harlan. I actually controversially think that Kevin Harlan is better on Westwood One than he is on TNT. I wouldn't say it's controversial. Radio and TV are very different. Yeah, you actually have to work on radio. You do have to work on radio. This is actually the easiest pick of this entire bracket for me. This one's Kevin Harlan in a landslide over Jim Nance. Ryan? I'm going to take Harlan. I don't like the Jim Nance disrespect, though. Yeah, I don't either. Jim Jim Nance, I agree with AJ, the voice of the weekends uh, for Saturday and Sunday. But Kevin Harlan, there's, there's just something there. I, I love that voice. So Kevin Harlan moving on as the winner of the NBC Sports region. We move on. To the Networks region, and Paul Roshan's number one, Peter Drury, and oh, AJ yes. Riley's number eight, Tom Brenneman. Can I can I explain what something opposites? real quick? Did I... <laughs> Please. Yeah, well, did, did I not put Dan Orlovsky in here? No, you did not. I could have swore your, I did. Your... I love that oh. guy. So, okay, let me, let me be honest so with you, Okay. <laughs> I couldn't think of an eighth person, and I just remembered his speech, and that's why I put the accept the gay stuff in here. So I'm actually going to vote for Peter Drury, not even knowing who he is. Oh, Paul, do the play. Do the well, play. let me introduce you to Peter Drury. And Let me ask you a question. Is he the one that did the World Cup? No. Uh, my guy, who's going to be later, he's the one who's done the World Cup here in the States. Now, yeah, I, I would. I need to add this. This is for uh, Ryan's uh, ear. Please goal. don't play another clip. <laughs> I'm already voting for Drury, Paul. I'm trying to get into heaven. I'm not giving Brenneman a vote. No, no. <laughs> Brenneman's a man of faith. 
Oh, good yeah. one. Good one. Same yeah. Ryan. Something. <laughs> All right, so jury wins round one. I'll, I'll play the second clip for oh, Ryan. Oh, come on. I wanted to vote. You didn't let There's no vote. reason to vote. I picked oh, no, Brenneman no. and <laughs> voted for jury. Well, damn. I was going to I was gonna vote for Brenneman just on principle. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Do you have the Brenneman clip pulled up? Someone might not know who he is. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Tom Brenneman was the voice of the Cincinnati Reds for God, thirty years. <laughs> yeah, up until the too long. Oh, I have to too mute. Long. I'm left. Too long. Twenty twenty claimed another victim. Was yeah, and uh, he did not know that he was back from commercial break and said something you are not allowed to say in this day and age. Uh, a slander. There's no reason to say it. <laughs> no, <laughs> they still don't even know what it was about. Like. They weren't even in San Francisco. It doesn't matter. Like if they were in San Francisco, I kind of understand, but they weren't even in San Francisco. All right, so yeah. Peter Drury moving on. So we're on to Dylan's five seed, oh, Dan Dylan. Schulman, so and my four seed, Kenny Albert. So Dylan, defend okay. your mans. Uh, so my number five is somebody who, by name, you probably don't know oh, who he voice. is. But... By voice, it's unequivocal mm-hmm. that you've heard heard his calls. He is the uh, on the A team for college basketball uh, pro- on ESPN. He also, for a time until 2017, was the uh, Sunday Night Baseball. Voice so for ESPN since lifetime well. achievement doesn't matter, he is the Blue Jays, <laughs> the voice of the Blue Jays now. There you go. I didn't know that aspect of it. I was that doing that seems significantly lesser than what than what doing. Well, it is significantly My... lesser than ESPN, but it's he's still in baseball working, so he's still doing both. There you go. But I did this based on his college basketball calls. He is, as we've said with so many other people on here, very consummate professional. He was able to reel in Dick Vitale during his prime years, so it's like having a coked up animal from the Muppets. <laughs> right next to you and wanting to jump into the stands and he was able to reel him in he's had a great career so far i don't entirely know actually i do know why he left uh sunday night baseball was because he wanted to spend more time with his family so it wasn't because he was off his game well that's why he's in toronto but uh that's shulman uh you would know him if you see him bald dude pretty tall but again consummate professional just like so many others out here yeah, including my man's, who is a so diverse, who's just so reliable and diversible, it's ridiculous. You want him to call hockey games, diversible? no problem. You want him to call football, you no problem. You want to call baseball, no problem. Kenny Albert. Did you just James, make Kenny him Albert, work? along with Moose and Goose, Daryl Johnston, and Tony Saragusa should be in. Smith on third and three. He throws to the end zone, and the catch is made by Vernon Davis for a Niners touchdown. You want him to call baseball, no problem. Football, no problem. Hockey, no problem. He calls it all. Kenny Albert can do no wrong. So I'm going to jump in here and give my opinion because I think that Kenny Albert is fantastic, like you said, Matt. But I arguably, and I'm qualifying this, I think Dan Schulman is the second best baseball broadcaster in America. And I'll give you number one later on. All right. So my vote for Schulman, if that wasn't clear. Yeah, I I wish we could get some better um some better audio on some of these calls, and off a name I didn't know who either of these gentlemen were. Still don't know who Kenny Albert is, but looking at uh, pictures of Dan Schulman, I'm very familiar with his work. Give me uh give me 
Danny Dimes. There we go. Easy enough. All right. So Paul's so vote doesn't matter. <laughs> All right. Moving on to the the two seven matchup, and we've got Mr. Roshan's Brent Musburger <sighs> and Mr. Riley's Doc Emmerich. So mm. I got hey, I got one queued up if you want for Doc. Yep. Go ahead and play it. There we go. The drop comes to Kuhn. It's moving in to Crosby. Oh, and what a save! My goodness, what a save by Barnaba. Ovechkin comes back, and he shot one that went wide. That was the save of the playoffs. He's out of his net for a couple of seconds. Oh, here's a chance for Peverly. So, Paul, for the exact reasons that you were talking about, what's his name, Drury, and the emotion and the emotive expression that he has in his voice when he calls a game, Doc does that in, I think, the hardest broadcasting profession of calling hockey. And he's so on his game. We talked about Sean McDonough and his preparation and just his flawlessness and seamlessness with which he calls a hockey game. And I'm not even a huge hockey guy, but I love Doc Emmerich. Um, And that's why I would put him up here. I was actually a bit sad when I saw that you had him. And not only that I saw you had him, because I didn't want to spend too long figuring out who I wanted to compile my list with. He was one of the first ones that came to mind, because I was trying to pick people from different sports, obviously. And obviously, first thing when you get to the NHL is Emmerich, right? And I was disappointed, not just that you had him, but you had him at seven. Well, I put him there, like, literally. You guys know how messed up i was yesterday trying to figure this out i started with all the best broadcasters i knew so just when i was trying to fill out that list really quick before dinner he just ended up at seven but maybe i sandbagged a little bit i i think you did and it's upsetting but it wasn't intentional because brent musburger is to me at least in my lifetime that i got to watch on tv the greatest to ever do football games. I have not seen a live broadcaster do better football games than Brett Musburger. Not lifetime achievement. And I know this is not a lifetime achievement award, but he is still doing them at the same level. And just because no, it's not, not as visible no, as it was, not. just because he's yeah, stuck doing the Raiders on the West Coast, does not make him any worse at his job. He has not lost a step. And I am really, I'm so sad that this is the matchup because Emmerich should be our, maybe the winner of a region, at least in the finals of a region. But right. to me, you, so cannot, then do the right thing. you can't take away from Musburger. Nobody <laughs> in my lifetime has done yes. it better than Musburger. And this is your fault yes, for yes. sandbagging him. I didn't sandbag it's, him intentionally. It's got to be Mus. It's got to be All a right. great Mus. All right. I mean, you named yours before AJ named his, right? No, I was the last. By you know, he was last. Was so it's your own fault. Yeah. Right. Not my fault he so, sandbagged him. You could have put him oh, in three. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, you could have got in earlier. Ryan. Uh, Musburger, man. I know it's not a lifetime achievement. One, not a big hockey guy. But two, every college, every big-time college football game, I still expect to see Brent Musburger on their call. It's so sad that he's not. However, this is important this is not a lifetime achievement award. He got denounced from the A game from ESPN for bullshit reasons. Let's I think we all agree pretty bullshit reasons why he was moved to SEC network. Wasn't it because then he went after what's his name's girl? 
like on air. He didn't go after. Yeah, no, no, no. It, he didn't go it, it, after. AJ McCarron's yeah. No, all all he said was, Captain "Hey, Webb. look at this person, and now she makes millions of dollars because of him." He literally Anyways. said, "Quarterbacks get all the ladies." Wasn't she like Miss <laughs> Alabama or something? Yes. Like, okay. Yeah. Look, point being is that Brent Musburger's career ended because of cancel culture in 2012. But That's you a- want to cancel Marv Albert. Okay, okay. It's not even remotely the same. That's a false yes, get if him, ever Ryan. Seen one. Get but him. The point being is, Brent Musburger is, I agree with Paul, if we're doing You don't think light- Brent's out there biting bitches? <laughs> <laughs> On the Vegas Strip. <laughs> oh, shit. All right, anyways, anyways, anyways. Oh, if this man. were lifetime, if this were lifetime, Brent Musburger is the number one overall and the unequivocal winner. Oh. He's absolutely the best in my mind ever. But why do you However, think he sucks now? He's still because, doing it at the same level. No, no. Hold on. Because no one hears that, him anymore and has him for five that's years. That's not true Doc at all. Emmerich, Doc Emmerich is the reason most people watch the NHL playoffs. Let's be real. They don't watch for the teams themselves. They watch for him. Ugh. It is so hard to go against so hard. Brent Musburger and one of the one of the greatest. So do the right thing. thing. You are looking live. <laughs> do the right thing. But Doc Emmerich's fantastic in hockey in general. Playoff hockey, he just makes it better. And I do watch playoff hockey a lot more than regular hockey. Not caring Boom. who the teams are, just because it's playoff hockey. Uh, and Doc Emmerich's calls nowadays stick out a lot more. Than Brent Musburger, so I'm gonna go with Doc. Exactly. You whole ass bitch. So what? Uh, one thing I will say about Doc Emmerich is I expected him to look way more like Mickey Redman than he looks. Like <laughs> <Dan>. <laughs> fun, fun fact: Doc Emmerich is actually the reason I went to the school I did. He graduated from Bowling Green State University. That is why I went there. All right, the number three seed, Ryan Griffin's Al Michaels. And A.J. Riley's number six, Tony Romo. Oh, the past and the future, head-to-head. So, Let's go. So I wish now, looking at this, not because Paul's all butthurt, but just because of this matchup, I wish I would have seeded these a little bit. I would have been a little bit more intentional in seeding these people. It doesn't matter. Doc Emmerich would have beat Musburger anyway. But, um, <laughs> like, this is such a tough matchup. But Romo to me is the best football analysis, like analyst in like pro football right now. I, I love the way that he goes about it. He's getting better. It was a little shaky at first. He's getting better. Um, he has surpassed Aikman, who I think is overrated career and broadcasting, anyways, and is just top notch when it comes to. What's happening on the field? Learning stuff like Dylan was talking about. Like he call he's calling plays before they happen. I I love it. Um, the one thing I'll agree with AJ is Romo. Romo knows more about football than Al Michaels, right? But they got different roles. Tony Romo is a color analyst. Al Michaels does play by play. So Al Michaels is trying to give you everything really just as it develops, and then it's on a guy like Tony Romo afterwards to say, hey, this happened because, or watch out for this here, which is Romo's really good at. To me, the biggest, I guess, argument that I, or case that I would make for Al Michaels is with it not being a Lifetime Achievement Award, even though he has given you some of the best calls of all time, 
any given Sunday, I don't think that it's out of the realm of possibility for him to give you the next best call that you've ever heard. So to me, like mm-hmm. if you guys are hip hop fans, Al Michaels is almost like Andre 3000 in a way yeah. where Holy we don't hear a lot God. of Andre 3000 now. But every time that he drops a verse or you see his name on a song, you're not surprised if it's just the best verse that you've ever heard. And to me, that's kind of what Al Michaels gives you when he steps into the uh, the broadcasting booth. That's an eloquent uh, comparison there, Ryan. But there is one other thing that really detracts from Tony Romo, and this is recent. This dumb idiot thought that <laughs> Dak Prescott had a cramp. No, oh it's Al oh, Michaels. That's, so, that's that such really an bad. absurd knock because he could not see. And I have no idea. At that time, he had no that. way of knowing like what he we're all saw. staring there he sick to our to stomachs he's like ah, he's grabbing. we he couldn't see what we saw in, in when they he have said prompters that. for the game feed Why is oh Tana my this is so absurd run? maybe so Tony absurd. i'm so glad i didn't see oh uh, probably because Tannehill is an elite athlete that used to play wide receiver i don't know no okay it's al michaels for me uh no so this is tony romo and this is the most important thing so as we talked about the greatest commentators they do both right there's the craft, and then there's the knowledge and the analysis side of things, right? And Al Michaels has the craft, and obviously Tony Romo is a lot more raw. He hasn't been doing it for the million years like Al Michaels has. Raw like Dak's ankle. But if you take their strengths, Tony Romo's strength is greater than Al Michaels' strengths. Tony Romo is Ooh, getting better yeah. at the things that he's weaker at. Al Michaels is never going to become the football savant that Tony Romo is or anything close to it, which is not, is not, uh, not any savant. shade to him. Not any shade to him. He didn't play quarterback. He's a play-by-play guy. And yes, he is a play-by-play guy. So what is he adding to the game other than, okay, he ha- he can handle the craft. He's so telling you what's so happening. can a million other people handle the craft. Sure. I will take That's why. Analysis over craft all day when the craft is acceptable. Tony Romo's is, and it's getting better. It's absolutely Tony Romo. <clears throat> Matt, break a tie. Where's my coin app? Oh, uh, not this again. You want me to flip not it for you? Again. You want me to flip a coin? No, it, 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 look, it, it's really hard because Tony Romo has done fantastic since making the jump to television. He really has. He's grown leaps and bounds very quickly from year one to year two. It was phenomenal how much better he got in year two. And just like Ryan has said, you know, his ability to call out a play before it happens and the play happens just as Romo said, watch for this guy. And this guy does exactly what Romo is seeing is going to happen. I don't know how he does that. Al Michaels, it's Al Michaels. You kidding me? Do you believe in miracles? And for the next 35 years, he is still giving you gold Every single time you put a microphone in front of him, he's Al Michaels. He kind of is the standard at this point. Um, how do you pick against the standard with a young up and comer who's not even five years it's into the business? It's not a lifetime achievement. <sighs> it's not lifetime achievement. He's still doing it, that's, and that's he's still doing it job, on so. Sunday night on the football. Best broadcast in the NFL. I, I'm totally like I'm I'm cool with that. It, that it, it was a tough matchup. It, it's really hard. And so, yeah, I'm going to the coin real quick. I re- oh, 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 for oh, real? Oh, my God. Do what's right. Do All what's right. right. Heads is Romo. Tails is Michaels. Best of three. Oh, first flip. Michaels, heads tails. is Romo. Second flip. Yeah, heads is Romo. Tails. Romo. Yes! You're trash. In a sweep. That's a rarity with the coin app. Yeah, it is. Never that is, happened, That is actually. really rare it with the coin app. That is not how sweet it is. All right. never happened with the app. All right. So we move, move on, on to the one and the five, Drury and Shulman. So we've got Riley and And before Riley we do this real quick, I Bear. have to play something for Ryan. Not this Riley. Is... Jesus. All right. Sh- Roshan's All right. Shulman. For Ryan's ears. Here we go. 
Harry Kane is England's ah. priceless gem. Oh, man. Him and it's him true. again. And England strike first. Oh, I remember His that His boot oh, is golden. Mm. Oh, that was a good one. Yeah, move, move over Wayne Rooney. <laughs> it's still showman for me. Jesus Christ. Oh. As, as much as I'm mad at Paul about... Pissing on Al Michaels, not yet grave, just like John Madden doesn't have a grave yet. <laughs> Rest in peace. I don't know, man. You give you give Harry Kane the props, and nobody else gives him. <laughs> Everyone gives he, him. He, props. You you got to go with Pete. Oh, the God. golden boot in the golden broadcaster, Peter Drew. Of course. Are you kidding me? Okay, I didn't get to say oh, anything. He used to play. <laughs> I didn't get to say anything last time because it was just a clean sweep. But that Roma call is a t- is like a top five for me. That gets that gets my juices flowing. And, and if you ever see it, I don't care if you like soccer or not. You see that completely changes the game. It's pure jury. Send me the video. I'll be the judge of that. <laughs> oh, oh, perfect. That that Harry Kane call is way better. <laughs> Stop. The Harry Kane call was really oh. good. It, that's his. That's his poetic side. It's beautiful. Yeah, D- Dylan, you voted for Drury as well. You you voted against your own man's. Yes. Okay. All right. So Drury moves on, and now we have got the Emmerich. Make this easy. The, Emmerich. The Riley Come number on. six and the Riley number seven. It's an all Riley show. Tony Romo and Doc Emmerich. I don't think this is a contest. To be honest with you. No, it's, it's not. Doc. It's Doc. <laughs> it's Doc. I would right. like to talk on this one because I no. talk so much about Tony Romo, and I'm still going against Tony Romo. All right, so now we've got hockey. I'm, I'm going to protect Romo from the sweep. Not from Good the loss, for you. But from the sweep. So now we've got soccer on grass versus soccer on ice. <laughs> Drury Ooh, and Emery. Very good cop. Oh, this is tough. Oh, this yeah. This is tough. It's going to be based on you because uh, we know where AJ's going, obviously. And well, fair enough. Not to my, say he's well, we not don't right. Know, hold on. We don't know where Ryan's going. Fair, fair. Okay, so AJ, you obviously have Doc Emmerich, right? Don't steal his so. thunder. Let him say it. That was leading. Yeah, into. I mean, um, yeah, I, yes. Just so we don't have a soccer person in the <laughs> yes. finals. Look, jury's good. That's, just, okay. that's not a nice. That's Listen, not. jury's good. I'm not. I'm. I'm at this point being facetious and trolling you. But if I had to listen to somebody <laughs> call soccer on ice or soccer on grass, I'm gonna watch it on ice and listen to Doc <laughs> anyway. So, give me Doc. I'm, man. AJ, when we made our pack against soccer, I didn't know you would go against me and stab me in the back of your hockey. <laughs> and so, shoot something. <laughs> at two, Brute. At so I, two. I, <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with Drury in this one because I've watched more soccer in the well, last that's your own personal problem. six months than I have. Hockey. I've said and played so many things. There's so much more to say, but it doesn't matter. It's Peter Drury. No respect to Emmerich. Amazing in his own right, but Peter no Curry respect to him. He said no respect. No respect. No respect. <laughs> so uh, opposite of Mark Jackson, <laughs> no I would hit her. All right. <laughs> <laughs> that is not what he said. <laughs> oh, you're right. He said he'd hit it out the park. They were talking. They were. Oh God! Context is very important. There's right, no context right, needed right. for it's that. He Mark said Jackson he was gonna. In no way was Matt. In you... no way was Mark Jackson talking about his. Yeah, Matt, he let's hear your pick about to see if, Let's hear your pick to see if we need to go to Dylan. No, we don't no, need to. Got Dylan's jury. got jury. You got jury. Ryan's got jury. That's three. Move on. Well, Dylan didn't say it yet. Come on, tell me that Dylan. Am I wrong? You're, okay, you're not wrong because. Move. Come on. All right. So we've got three out of the final five. Well, kind of, sort of. All right, moving on to the Turner Sports region. 
Number one seed, A.J. Riley's Scott Van Pelt. My number eight seed, Jim Lampley. Yeah. The number <clears throat> five, uh, excuse me, five seed, Dan Faraday. Dave Faraday. David Faraday. What did I say, Dan? Yeah. Jesus Christ, on, man. I can't read all Reading the Reading comprehension. Dylan Barris, Brad Nessler. <laughs> My God. Uh, Paul Rochon's number three seed, John Champion. No idea. Versus Ryan Griffin's number six seed, Pat McAfee. Fantastic, Ryan. Love Great yeah. My number two seed, Ian Eagle versus Ryan's number seven seed, Lewis Riddick. So we start with the one versus the eight. Mm-hmm. SVP versus Jim Lampley. So, AJ, defend your bald-ass man. So, look, I I, I love Scott Van Pelt. Um, I know he's got the, the Sports Center thing, which is not kind of really in this vein, but he does do golf. Um, and I think that he is a fantastic golf commentator. Uh, so SVP, man, I don't even know who Jim Lampley is, but I don't think it matters. Jim Lampley has done boxing for HBO for like 30 years. He That's was all... the guy we were going to get to do you and Dylan's fight. <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh my God. <laughs> what, here's, here's my question. Would Dylan and I have shared of the profits? Sure. Because <laughs> well, I don't I, hold on. I was I, I was going with winner takes all. Well, I think I want you all in to the know. in the author versus I, author. I, I believe <laughs> I believe Dylan share would just get passed along to Claire, right? Well, no, pass along to everybody. Socialism, buddy. Well, it, yeah, when, hey, when hey, you're, hey. well I, I guess I don't know if Dylan has a will. Dylan, <laughs> Dylan's farm gets taken away. <laughs> Dylan, do you have a Fuck will? What? What? Do you have a will? Yeah. There's a way. All right, let's keep going. <laughs> All right, yes, yeah, Jim Lampley, the voice of HBO Boxing. Uh, you know him when you hear him. He's been around forever. Uh, he was in Rocky Balboa as well. If you hadn't, if you haven't seen that, then shame on you. Uh, so I don't think anyone's going with Lampley over SVP on this one, but I could be surprised here. Paul. Uh, so I the fight game has not gotten enough respect here, and. It sucks that yeah, this is the Joe guy. Rogan yeah, where is Joe Rogan? Rogan? Wait. Uh, he, he's in Texas not paying his taxes. Um, Anyways. Capitalism, baby. He's uh he's having David Duke on his <laughs> <laughs> Say what you want about Rogan, but I respect the hell out of that man. I, I, I appreciate that he said that he was leaving California because it was run bad. Not because he wanted his $100 million. I'm going to take SVP. I'm going to be honest. I have not heard a lot of SVP in the broadcast booth this is more of just a vote of i think he's awesome so i i can see why you say that and like if you're voting for lampley on the podcast or if you're voting for him at home it's really based off experience because svp like just got the golf call for espn and he did the uh, pga championship that passed in was i think the masters when they held the first two rounds too but that's not lifetime achievement and and he was and he was great on on that you can tell like golf is something that he's always been passionate about so hearing him like actually on the call um was something that was really cool and something i think actually benefited him is at the pga championship there's obviously no fans because you know COVID. so where you can usually even kind of draw on what might be limited excitement from a golf crowd svp to me was really able to capitalize on it because it's something that he's so passionate about so when he's calling it you can like feel that it was a great shot or a great putt or it really got this guy in position to kind of do what he wanted to do. Just in the same way, I guess, as AJ says that he uh, is not one for soccer. Uh, I can't stand golf. 
uh, I, I, I at all. However, if you are all attesting, and this is not based on my opinion, <coughs> if you are all attesting that he is that good at making golf interesting, then it has to be SVP. I mean, that just shows none of us give a fuck about boxing. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> so SVP moving on in this one. Moving on to the four and the five, Brad Nessler and David Faraday. Mm-hmm. Mm. So AJ, I, yeah, tell the, everyone about David Faraday. Uh, David Faraday might be one of my favorite TV personalities of all time. Uh, he, one of the best mustaches ever. One of the best mustaches ever. He is a completely self-loathing, self-depreciating commentator. Uh, he walks the courses with players and just he's very he's uh, Irish, I think. So he's like very sarcastic. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, well, well that, that was could. a great shot, something I've never seen in my lifetime. Like, just really, like, funny and brings comedy to uh, what can be a kind of uptight game. Um, so he hosts a show on the Golf Channel, but I put him here for his on-course reporting. Just a a fantastic uh, broadcaster. So is this, our, is this our first reporter that we have? Yes. Huh? So... Uh, this is going to be hard because I I am much more self-serious about my sports than the rest of you, clearly. And I think that Brad ne- Brad Nessler is... Uh, honestly, if it, if I had my say, I don't want Chris Fowler next to Kirk Herbstreet on ESPN's primetime. I want Brad Nessler. And he was for a time. Uh, Brad Nessler takes over for CBS. He does the SEC games now. Took over for Vern Lundquist. And I think the CBS... Yeah, I, I would have put Vern if he was still uh, still here, but uh, oh, Joe Rogan's on here, or did Paul just change it? Paul just changed that. It doesn't okay, matter. Uh, point being is that uh, Brad Nessler is on the CBS broadcast, which to me, just like Sunday Night Football, is the best broadcast pairing in production in college football. That's why I have Brad Nessler, and that's why I am choosing him. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm I'm gonna go with Nessler too. I enjoy. They just enjoy him when he's on a game. And I watch like a lot of the you know the big time SEC games that might not necessarily make its way to ABC at seven thirty. Right. And I think uh, I think Nestler's really good at giving you kind of a prime time experience without necessarily always being in that slot. Yeah, this one Brad Nestler's fantastic, and David Faraday, I just one of the funniest guys out there. His show is a riot for his interviews and what he can bring out of people that really a lot of interviewers aren't going to get out of people when it comes down to just making them laugh and just kind of loosen up and talk about things. But, I love David Faraday, but yeah. I think overall, this I'm going to have to go with on this one. I completely agree. When I saw this, I was like, Dave stands no chance. All right, and then we move on to the 2-7 matchup, and my Ian Eagle versus Ryan Griffin's Lewis Riddick. <clears throat> Ryan, tell him about Lewis. Man, so Lewis Riddick is a guy that I've been a really big fan of for a long time. Um, it started on you know, some ESPN, where NFL Live, whatever, Sports Center, just kind of whatever he's featured on. But this year, he got the call up for Monday Night Football when they were trying to do their whole, you know, revamping thing. And I know it's been, you know, early, with a four weeks through Monday Night Football or something, but or five weeks. But he's done a really good job of giving you what they brought him on for. Like he's super, he's super smart. I don't know that there's anybody that can tell you the game of football better than he can i i think romo's up there but as far as espn goes and like the color guys that they gotten from monday night 
he is definitely he's like he's by far the best that they've had in a very very long time and i loved gruden but riddick is smarter than gruden even if gruden even if gruden was just you know kind of more entertaining than he was but to me it's like it was a shot dessert for lewis riddick and at least through the first five weeks that it's something that he's just knocked absolutely out of the park come be the gm of the lions all right I, I I want that too. I didn't mention yeah, it, but that that GM would be that would be lovely. All for right, me. so Matt, if, if Kevin Harlan is one A, the voice of Westward one, Ian Eagles one B. Yep. On third and ten, rush is coming. Tolzien steps up and throws. Intercepted. Tremaine Johnson down the sideline. Johnson. It's a pick six. Intercepts Josh Allen. I'm sorry, I'm just watching the game. <laughs> So Ian Eagle has been around forever, just like Kevin Harlan. He's been all over your radio dial for Westwood One, and uh, he's just fantastic at what he does. And I, I'm a big fan of Lewis Riddick, uh, but Ian Eagle for play-by-play, there are very few better. So this one is going to be tough for Ryan because, Ryan, I'll be honest, I don't think Lewis Riddick's lasting very long. He absolutely deserve, deserved to already have an, an NFL GM job. But he's absolutely oh, going to get one after this season. Oh, absolutely. I, I have no question. So, And on top of that, not to take anything away from Ian either, I think he's tremendous as well. Uh, I'll go with Ian on this one. Uh, it's that Riddick, versatility Riddick we're talking about either. You wouldn't trust Ian to read your uh, NFL team. I hope so. Riddick to the Lions, right? Like we're on Riddick to the Lions. Oh, I oh, hope yeah. so. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Which will, I was, of I was course, on that last year. Of he was definitely over the Of course disqualifies him from this oh. list. But Why? Eagle. Just not. Eagle. No, it's sarcasm. But. The most impressive no, thing about Eagle, as great as he is, is if you if you pull people that actually pay attention, uh, if you want their best NFL broadcasters, Eagle lands pretty high on that list. Then if you ask for the best NBA, NBA broadcasters, yep. Eagle ends up high on that list. That is, a, I don't know if there's anyone else that, that brings that one-two punch that he does, and he's very good at both. And the thing that I respect most about him is he doesn't call them the same. He respects it's the true. differences in the game, and that is so important mm-hmm. when you're being versatile as a broadcaster. So, obviously, my vote is irrelevant in this. Um, I don't think we could have made a bad choice. I would have gone with Riddick, but um, I'm, I'm fully supportive of everything you all said. All right, Ian Eagle moving on. So now we are on to the three. Full disclaimer. Six. Sad. As Look long as how perfect this matchup is. Okay. No, no, want... no. Full disclaimer, I hate that you changed this because I hate both of these. Well, that <laughs> sucks for I hate you. That you changed. Because this is I, the perfect I, matchup. I, this is a pay-per-view matchup right so here. Much. This is literally this so a pay-per-view broadcast team in the highest regard. Give it to us, Matt. All right. We have got Paul Roshan's uh. newly champion number three, Joe Rogan. <laughs> Versus Ryan Griffin's number six, the best punter of all time, and I'm not talking about just in the game. Pat McAfee. So, obviously, Ryan, I, I, defend I, your I man. guess I can defend it first. Okay, per- perfect. So, uh, Pat McAfee brings really just an unparalleled enthusiasm to the game of football because when you're watching it, he is the most football fan person to be calling a game. So if it's somebody that you really just want to connect with, like I think the biggest thing that Tariko has going for him, and he won one of the brackets earlier, I believe. No, Mike Breen won. But he he got he got far. It was like the human element. And I think uh, McAfee brings that to you really just in spades. And like as a football fan, as the Monday morning court the Monday morning quarterback afterwards, 
he he gives you that perspective and i think it's refreshing from somebody that was like an ex player and when you're like trying to dive into all these different x's and o's and we talk about guys like jay billis or lewis riddick or whoever and you're like they just know so much more about the game than me pat mcafee while he knows more about football than any of us he doesn't come across like it so to me that's like the the most relatable guy that we see i wish he was on a bigger spot unfortunately he's not he's you know kind of on like the espn2 games but I think Pat McAfee does a really great job knowing his role and knowing what the people who tune in to see him um, will tune into because I'm someone that will tune in just for Pat McAfee when it's one of those, uh, you know, Baylor versus, you know, whoever, like a Texas Tech game or something. That's not, it's not any important, but Pat McAfee's on the call, so I'm tuning in. I love Pat McAfee so much. I do contend. I'm not sure if he knows more about football than he was. I know it's crazy to say about someone who played in the league, but he was a punter. No, he does He was a punter, okay? <laughs> Listen, I know he's got a lot of friends oh, in the NFL, oh. but he was a punter, okay? Like, let's not hey, act like he, he played quarterback. He was so much more than just a punter. Uh, I kn- Listen, oh you, you understand oh what I'm God. saying. Can we get past this? I hate this Have shit. you seen those tackles? Move past. Say your thing. Pat McAfee is absolutely people? awesome. He called the Lions game, and he was awesome, but he's also really raw still. Like, really raw. He has a lot of rough edges to work out, and he has absolute entertainment. Well, not but it's pure, pure broadcast talent, and like getting it done. <laughs> he he's not there yet. Not a lifetime achievement award. Okay, listen, you will only appreciate it if you've watched a lot of MMA. Joe Rogan. If you just take one Joe sport, one broadcaster, and the combination of calling the sport itself. And understanding and explaining the sport in real time in a sport that moves so insanely fast and twists on a dime unlike any other sport in the universe. And this, you think hockey's hard to call? Oh my god. Joe Rogan is a masterclass every single fight that he does. It is a masterclass in ways that nobody else can touch. It's part of the way he came up. It's part of the sport itself. There is no one like Joe Rogan, and I don't think, but it's hard to say, but I don't think there will ever be another like Joe Rogan. It is He is a masterclass every time he touches the mic. There sure won't be he's, another ambassador to the game like him. He's he's so good, he wasn't on the bracket 15 right. minutes ago. <laughs> I, so, I wasn't there sure if go. we were counting the fighting sports in this. Uh, I hate I hate both of these two. Uh, it, uh, how do you hate them? I, 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 yeah, okay, that's crazy. Okay, that's Joe absurd. Rogan I actually can handle more. Uh, then oh, McAfee. We're, we're talking just on the call, and you don't. I know. Have to like no, I'm talking people. about. I'm talking about on the call. Like I, I hate Pat McAfee with a passion. Jeez. I don't understand why he's even a thing, and I don't like seeing him around. I think he's a mockery to the actual art of broadcasting. Joe Rogan, on the other hand, is again uh, you're, by you're far one of those unwritten rules, boys. <laughs> Joe Rogan is, again, the biggest ambassador to MMA. He's done more for the sport than anyone can imagine, and it has to do with his actual announcing and his reporting after the fight. Uh, I'm going to go with Joe. So I um, oh, yes. I love Joe Rogan's podcast, and I listen to it quite often. I think it gets a lot of interesting I love you, people. but not relevant here. It's not relevant, but it is yeah. relevant in the sense— This is going to be a, be a big but, yeah, and I'm going to be In the sense that I have never seen an MMA fight in my life. I don't plan on seeing an MMA fight in my life, and I've never heard Joe Rogan broadcast an MMA fight. So, therefore, I it's like— he does it on I his like, podcast. I like Pat McAfee. 
So I feel and like I'm that should disqualify you from voting. No, you don't. You can't. So no. I lose no, my No, because it didn't disqualify me from SVP. Right. Like I lose my vote. That that's un-American and no. not democratic. No, no, no. You're right. That's fine. Uh, Matt, break the tie. Uh, Matt could be uh, for me. <clears throat> the fact that Joe Rogan's more famous for his reaction to two girls, one cup than he is for uh, calling real fights, I think says everything I need to say. That's not true. <laughs> the biggest meme of him is him getting pulled down by the, I don't know who the black fellow was, but when that dude got knocked the shit out. That's like the biggest e- thing. Every MMA fight? Uh, you know, uh, well, the dude got Paul, knocked out. No, the, Paul knows what I'm match. talking about. The one where, he, where Rogan looks like he's shitting himself and crying. Uh, my whole life, I've found scripted fighting way more fun than real fighting, and Pat McAfee's a pro wrestling guy. Let's go oh, my this God. Is, yes. So, Jerry the King Lawler is the if, number one seed in the next. Oh, my God. If we uh, were in a studio right. together right now, I would have just left. When we would right. have watched I'm not even, this is the This is the most absurd thing that has ever happened on this podcast. Fantastic. Move past it. Let's go. All right. They've SVP got AJ Riley's number one SVP, Scott Van Pelt, against... <clears throat> Dylan Bear is number That's four. Number Brad one. Nestler. Oh, yeah, my bad. So, we know about both these guys already. Either one of you guys switching your vote to the other side? Yeah, I am. I'll be on. Yeah, this doesn't seem fair. SVP oh, doesn't no. I love SVP, no. but for all the reasons that Brad Nestler is great, you've got to pick I'm, I'm taking SVP, so, Ryan, keep the, keep the dream alive? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm keeping the dream alive. Let's go SVP. I really think that he's like... Uh, not up and coming in golf because he's already known, but he has a passion for it that you really haven't seen on golf, you know, analysis. Even when you look at guys like, you know, Nance or whoever else. Uh, I love Scott Van Pelt, and there's no one I'd rather watch late at night on Sports Center than Scott Van Pelt. Mm-hmm. But for broadcasting on live sports, I'm going to run with Brad Nestler yeah. on this one. Destroyer. And right. we have got Ryan well, Griffin, number where I'm six, going with this. Pat McAfee against my number two. I an eagle. I am definitely. I love Pat Christ McAfee. The- I'm not switching over fly, to, from that eagle, one. Fly eagle, fly. No. I, I an eagle. I an eagle. I an eagle. Yeah, I that's tough. Eagle. That's a, that's Ian. I mean, I'm it, sad for Pat. It is, I'm, I'm and I'm gonna vote for him. Pat just to save him from a sweep. But I, my I, man, you don't get a vote. It's over. What? We established Paul. forever ago that when it's over, it's over. I understand Paul, that. Paul, Paul I was just putting it on the record that I was saving him from a sweep. Paul no, keeps I, yeah, take... I saved one yeah. of my guys from a sweep. So so we got we got a battle of blue bloods here. Brad Nestler, Ian Eagle to move on to the final four, five, whatever. Uh, I'm sticking. <laughs> I'm sticking with my mans in this one. Dylan, you sticking with your mans? I am. All right, we got one for Eagle, one for yeah. Nestler. Eagle so easily. Yeah, I'm sticking with uh, with Philly Eagle. Eagle so easily. So right. since this is the undemo- undemocratic United States, I don't get a vote. <laughs> well, hold on. Uh, yeah, because Paul wants to take your matter. vote away like he wants to take votes away from black people. So <laughs> It's like if you were voting in Virginia. Like, it might not matter. <laughs> God damn it. One goddamn wire. Come on. So yeah. All right. So, Ian Eagle moves on to win the Turner Sports region, which leaves us with our final bracket, the ESPN family of brackets. And we've got Ryan Griffin's number one, Why is Stan the Van other in here? Van Gundy, the other of one of my favorite Ooh. families, Stan Van Gundy, going up against Dylan Bears, number eight, Ian Dark. Ah, uh, this is going to, uh, do I lead off? Yes. Should I lead off? Yes, lead off. I hope Benjamin. so. I, I hope you can tell me why Stan Van's in the ESPN. <laughs> uh, 
I I know. I'm just kidding, but uh, you bugged me a little bit. So here's the thing: is that this? Uh, I'll, I'll be honest. I think this is a very unfair spot for a number one seed. I gotta I gotta make sure that I get the right spot for this one. Anyone who has it who doesn't know Ian Dark by name, you definitely know his voice, even though he calls soccer. Here is absolutely in my opinion his best call howard gratefully claims it distribution brilliant landon donovan there are things on here for the usa can they do it here cross and dempsey is denied again and donovan has scored oh can you believe this go go usa certainly through oh it's incredible you could not write oh a script God. like this oh. The amount of the amount oh. of patriotism that just quotes <laughs> no. which I'm surprised to <laughs> from an find from Dylan. I hey okay hey okay fair Paul, Paul knows but Paul knows 100 percent I love the USMNT so much oh my god all right that's anyways, the US anyways. men's national team by the way AJ no he just loves you no, he doesn't men. care that's about it. the women. <laughs> He, he does not give a damn. For someone who champions women like Dylan does, the fact that you don't give a damn about the USWNT is baffling. Anyway. Let's move on. <laughs> no, you got nothing to say. No way to defend yourself. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I'm I telling don't. Claire. That's, what, that's, why he, that's why he was so mad at Tom Brunneman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, All right, anyways. my God. I think this is an unfair matchup because I think Ian Dark is absolutely my favorite. He is the voice of American Probably soccer. Probably shouldn't have I- put him at eight, right? Yeah, I know, I know. Sandbagging right. some bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, honestly, I love Ian Dark. Like, I asked him if he was on FIFA earlier. Like, I know Ian Dark from ESPN. I know his voice. I absolutely love Ian Dark. Like if my if my nephews are playing a soccer game or something, and you're like, you can get one person to call this, a hundred percent of the time, it's it's Ian Dark. I like I do really really enjoy him. To me, to keep it really brief with Stan Van Gundy, he's the best color dude that we have in the NBA. Um, like since Steve Kerr, like Steve Kerr was really good, and then he was you know a a GM, or then he became a coach, I think. Um, I think he was a coach after, but Steve Kerr is really good at color, and you really haven't had that in the NBA. A lot of the color guys are bad, whether it's Reggie Miller, whether it's Chris Webber, uh, Mark Jackson, like a guy like that. Stan Van is really, really good at it, and I hope he doesn't get this coaching job (laughs) because then we're going to lose him, and then it's going to go back to bad NBA coverage. But to me, Stan Van is just like the the top of the top when it comes to when it comes to color in the NBA, and that's my favorite sport. And like Dylan says, he likes uh, you know I, I'm pretty sure he's you know preferential to football, so he likes when there's a smart person doing the color. Well, there's Jay Billis with college hoops that I know Dylan's you know really big fan of, um, or some of these other guys that we've mentioned earlier. To me, Stan Van's that to the NBA times maybe even like the umpteenth degree just because we haven't seen it in so long where it's just so good. So to me, I like I like SVG in this matchup, but I do love Ian Dark. Give him his flowers while, while he's still here. I'm like John Mann R.I.B. <laughs> this is going to age poorly. Right, God forbid Madden dies tomorrow. Like, we never know what happens in 2020. Seriously. <laughs> like... We sent out that bad energy. <laughs> like we're like we're gonna get canceled. Oh, that's why Paul didn't win his bet. Bad energy and it's gonna be the same. With, so with I'm gonna chime in COVID. here. 
I appreciated the uh, the control that Dark had on that call. Okay, and maybe it was the volume, but it it didn't do it for me. Um, we already have one soccer guy through, so I'm gonna go with SG, SVG. Oh my god! Just based on what Ryan said, because I obviously have never heard him Come give a broadcast because I don't watch sports. I. I, you really hurt Dark here by putting him up against Ryan's SVG. Because um, I think Ryan would have voted Dark in a lot of instances. I am I am True. in the vast minority. I am not a big SVG on the broadcast fan. Oh, man. I, I don't think Ian Dark is the best soccer guy around. I think he's very good. Um, that clip that Dylan played actually invokes sadness in me. Um, oh, it's so sad. Not, not because so good. it's not, the peak. <laughs> not yes because it's a, yes that is because it's also a lifetime achievement peak. award and it's even <laughs> it's even it's even earlier than uh sean it's mcdonough's not, call not, that i got shit for earlier with trouble not with the that. it's nothing to do with ian dark it's the fact that that was supposed to be the beginning of something and it was actually the end uh, of please something. stop it's just enough it's so hopeful but so sad <laughs> um but i i just it's got to be dark for me i do not like svg that much on the broadcast and I, I, I recognize that's a minority. You're gonna are you gonna side with the NBA? I think you're gonna side with the NBA. I don't know. I love Stan Van Gundy. Like just oh, I hear a butt. I heard oh, it no. too. I, I heard Stan it Van too. Gundy. I did too. I need my the... veto. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is a tragedy. Oh, no. I know. I'm sorry. I'm Look, sorry. The, the out... <laughs> yeah, no that that drink I made during the break was well worth it. <laughs> The, the greatest album cover ever was Stan and the Bike and the Pistons. Yes, 100%. And Don't you patronize That's not a broadcast. <laughs> that is not a broadcast. It has nothing to do with broadcast. It has every, but here's the thing. No, it has everything uh, to do with how who about, Stan is. How about is. you form a fucking His wall persona? and just pick Ian Dark? Is everything he didn't even say that Stan on a broadcast. Stan Gundy is as a person. That From that co- cover to who he is as a head coach to who he is as a broadcaster. And that's why I love the Van Gundys. And I love basketball. But nope. I I love my US nope. football, my US teams more than that even when it comes yeah. to well, well he hasn't been on the call in ten years so I don't know what you're saying really. I mean he does he does the MLS too listen so. SVG took a spell away from the bench to tank our local team all right <laughs> I, I can't we were already right, tanked we're going to the, the first number eight <laughs> upset was a Ryan, soccer guy Ryan whose heads whose tails. No! Oh my god! Not this! Oh, SVG is heads. SVG is heads? Because you want to be a hoe. <laughs> and hoe and heads, both sides. Alright, first flip. Oh no, not good oh. for SVG. Tails! Tails. Second go. flip. Oh, we got heads. To the final. Oh, nope. It's it's Ian Dark. Yes! Oh. Unbelievable! So in the coin flip, Ian Dark That is unbelievable. On. Give me Al Michaels I, on I this do call. Apologize, I know it's going to be the best. <laughs> All right, in the 4-5 matchup. Do you believe in miracles, Al? Have... Now I believe in miracles and tragedies. <laughs> we got Paul Roshan's Kirk Herbstreet, and we've got Ryan Griffin's Doris Burke. Mm, fantastic uh, The only one to pull. put a woman in this broadcast, yep. by the way. That's what I want to say. All right, uh, so Ryan, you are the lower seed. Defend your woman. Oh, okay, that's very Bro, sexist Dor- sounding. Doris Burke is so, is so, so good. good. So, yeah, I like, I know. again, we say, 
and say you don't think so. Shut the fuck up. We oh, say that this I isn't do. a lifetime. Oh, okay, my bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I heard something different. Holy shit! So we say that this is against him with SVG, and so now Ryan's ready. He's so mad. Yeah, no, I'm. Gruesome, I'm going after each other. So, gruesome, gruesome. I watched that episode today where Charlie turned his back on him, and is oh yeah, so funny. Frank is chanting gruesome by himself. Um, all right, so. Doris Doris Burke, again, I probably said this four or five times, but we'd say it's not a Lifetime Achievement Award, but she has never, ever gotten worse. Like, every single year you can say Doris Burke is, is just solid, 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 solid. And to me, there's something to be said for consistency with it. And I do like the matchup because I, I love Kirk Herbstreit myself. But Doris Burke, to be like – to. To be a woman that's kind of broke through in that sense shows you just how much she knows about the game and shows you how much respect that she not only gets from her peers in broadcasting, right, the guys who are, you know, always going to have higher ceilings, you know, just because of whatever, but also the players. Like, none of the players take her as any type of a joke, whether it's during an interview or whether you just hear a player go out of the way to, you know, I've said this a lot tonight, like give her her flowers, um, you know, kind of on whatever topic it is at hand. And I think there's, you know, obviously too, too few women in sports, but definitely too few in the lane that Doris Burke is going and actually calling a game. Like you'll see uh, a couple hosts, uh, you know, some pregame shows or some, some analyst shows like the jump, like, you know, Rachel Nichols does or whatever. But to me, Doris Burke has garnered just so much respect that, you know, she's obviously earned and she is great on the call because she was a great basketball player herself. And she knows, she just knows the game. Like when you hear, you don't feel like, you know, the, the, the men trope of like, Oh, a woman's talking to me about sports. Like you can really, really learn something from Doris Burke, which is something that I respect immensely because she comes off as that, you know, as the confidence. And I think the, the respect that all of her peers gives her, um, you know, really just kind of doubles down, double doubles down, uh, doubles downs on it. One of them works. (laughs) Doubles down. All right, Paul, Paul go against the tide. Oh, against right. the tide? No. See, that's you're, a great you're thing. You're not winning this That's one. the incredible <laughs> thing about Herb Street is he doesn't pick a tide when he's broadcasting. He takes that's his true. personal allegiances and he truly sets them aside. It's how you can have somebody that went to the Ohio State University be on an Ohio State broadcast against Michigan and actually call an even-handed game, which is exceptional. It's something that is unheard of. There's a reason they don't put guys like that in broadcasts like that because it's impossible except he makes the impossible possible. Herb Street calls such an even-keeled game, not just from allegiances, but actually what's happening onto the field, and he finds the perfect balance and tone at all times. And listen, I love Doris Burke, and I will – she – not just listen i hate the affirmative action take with her that oh she's the first woman to do this and the first woman to do that i don't give a shit who she is it is irrelevant that she's a woman she is great on her own merit it doesn't matter what gender she is it is irrelevant to the things that she has achieved she didn't get them because she's a woman she got them because she's really really good at her job unfortunately she's not quite as good as kirk herbstreet kirk herbstreet is the voice the of college up. football. Absolutely. He yeah, the dogs is don't agree with you. college football. Whether... You got some female dogs? 
No, Herb Street could call any game. Whether it, it can be Division Two, it can be Ohio State, Michigan, it can be a CFP game, and he calls it with the perfect balance between getting excited, giving you what's going on in the game, using he, he's very insightful, right? So he's been there, he's lived it, he knows oh, yeah, a I lot of these athletes and these coaches, but he doesn't lean on it, right? He always strikes the balancing act between the fans' view, the insiders' view, the broadcasting angle, giving you all of the information that you need at the exact right time doris burke is great doris burke does not walk the tightrope and play the perfect balancing act that kirk herbstreet does kirk herbstreet is the best in his business this is the best first round matchup we had since breen and collinsworth uh i will be exceptionally disappointed if herbstreet falls here so no doris burke is incredible i have done everything i can to to stay in solidarity with ryan tonight on our soccer guys (laughs) (laughs) i hear butt coming too i like this don't start off agreeing but with me. I I love Herb Street and the way he calls a game. Like, I I would tune in just to listen to Herb Street call a game. So he's got my vote. I mean, it doesn't matter. Herb Street Herb Street's moving on at this point. But oh, you gotta what? you gotta give the props to Dor. Wait, not if not if you vote for her. Yeah, what the shit? Oh, my bad. I'm sorry. Wow. I read that wrong. Your vote no, matters, Matt, Matt. Matt, Matt put that glass ceiling no, right I above the door. Oh, stop. Listen, <laughs> this bad. is what I hate. I hate. I honestly like this. It detracts from what she's right, done. I agree. To even talk about her gender. Yeah. It doesn't. Okay. But her I wasn't going to. Street is still better on She talks about it, and it's important. Street is still better I wasn't going to. I was going to talk no, about the fact. No, you're fine. They are. They are. It's not I you. was going to talk about the Why fact. Why? I didn't say anything yet. seamlessly made the transition from sideline to play-by-play. And... Oh yeah, which is which is it's way just, harder. It's just fantastic. She's just. It I don't care who you are. It's fantastic. And Kirk Herbstreit is fantastic. I love him hosting shows. I love him on the calls. I don't think either one is better at their job. I think they are both at the top of the list of what you're going to get as far as professionalism. Flip the coin. Uh, oh, no, you dare. God. I'm going with Doris. Mother. Yes. There we go. Give me a so Mart Albert. Yes, drop that in there. <laughs> I was trying to find the Kirk hey, Street drop that uh, 971 uses. It's not fair. <laughs> we only we only got eight more minutes, that's AJ. So sad. Yeah, that's good. But that was hype. All right, all right. So, so go. we got so we got. Uh, Look, I, I final my, first my round. Mark is worse than my bite, gentlemen. Let's finish the <laughs> show. All right, we got Riley's <laughs> AJ's three seed Chip Carry Chip off the old block yeah. versus Literally. my six seed. Gus Johnson. Uh, so Gus Johnson, I mean, another one of these, you know, consummate professionals, just damn good at what he does uh, in the booth all the time. I don't have a soundbite ready for him, but you know his voice. Do we have one? Do we have one for Chip? Because I do not know. Yeah, who he is. I don't. Uh, what should I look up? Either? Well, he's uh, he's the Braves. He's the voice of the Braves. So I just type in Chip Carey and see. If Why are we him. doing this one before the one that we're supposed to do? What are you? Yeah, Matt, you always went two seven uh, first. Oh, yeah, that's true. My bad. That is I true. We were, that is okay. So, yeah, scratch that. That'll give me time to pull up a good video for Gus. All right, that's I'll, that's right. I try to find <laughs> one chip because I don't know who you chip find is. one for Chip. I'll find one for Gus. So moving on to the two seed from Dylan Bear, Todd Blackledge, and AJ. Oh, sorry, seven seed from Dylan Bear and AJ Riley's two seed, Dan Dickerson. So Dylan, oh, defend your man Blackledge. No, I mean, this is this is gonna be so difficult because I don't, 
I don't believe in what I'm saying right now in the sense that I think Todd is above Dan Dickerson. Let's just make that clear. All I'm going to say is highlight Todd Blackledge for what he is. He's on the B team for ESPN for college football. He was one of the worst flameouts in the early days of the 80s in the NFL. His NFL career was an utter abject failure. And he turned it into something that has blossomed into a very credible college football color commentating spot. I actually prefer him and when he was with Brad Nessler to the A-team when it was Chris Fowler and Kirk Herbstreet. I think that Blackledge is more knowledgeable than Herbstreet is. I, I love what Blackledge brings to the box. Uh, he, I'm probably the biggest champion of his, but I'm not I'm not ignorant or arrogant enough to believe that Dan Dickerson is not leaps and bounds better than Todd. Uh, so earlier I said that Dan Schulman was the second best baseball broadcaster in America because I think that Dan Dickerson, even though he is a local radio guy for the Detroit Tigers, I think he is, once Vin Scully retired, um, the best voice in baseball. Uh, the way that he commands a game, the way that he can analyze a game, like he truly, I wish that they would make this happen, but it's never going to. He makes Jim Price irrelevant. Like Jim Price has no need to be on the air because of how good Dan Dickerson is. Who is going to tell us where the nice areas are? AJ? Well, in in say in say Castellanos. Yeah, I know. So like, <laughs> and buggy whip. If you want to, if you want to talk, <laughs> yeah, but oh, if you want to talk about somebody's performance being hindered by their booth partner, it is Dan Dickerson because Dan Dickerson. I understand the tradition of listening to baseball on the radio, but Dan Dickerson should be doing radio and TV for the Tigers because he's so much better than Matt Shepard. He's Can so somebody... much better than than anybody they could bring out there. He is just he's a cons- consummate professional like we kept saying. He knows the game. He has a passion for the game. He has a passion for the club and I mean I could just spend summer nights listening to him for the rest of my life. Can somebody answer me this question for me real quick? Because I've never understood it, especially since the radio guys are almost always so much better. I know it's slightly different. But in today's day and age, would it really be that difficult to do no. both no. at the same time? Like, Well, okay, I will say like there is on one TV thing. The radio Dan, broadcast, well, no, right? no add, seriously, add time seriously, this is part, would be difficult. Well, well, but here's another thing is that Dan Dickerson is on a different different contract under a different Oh, yeah, I get, no, I get that. So. But I'm saying from like a making it work standpoint like i mean i get what you mean but the thing is is that it's fox but but that's the thing is that those two companies fox and then intercom are not going to want to share i mean the amount of money i would pay to be able to watch the tigers while also listening to the radio i agree i'm with you but i'm saying that's why that's like the behind the scenes of why Anyways, we don't have to waste time. It's a clean sweep. Uh, it yeah, has to be Dan there. Dickerson, of course. I no yeah. no disrespect to Blackledge, but that's why it's a two verse seven. Yep. All right, now now is this Chip Carey the uh, like a blood relative to Harry Carey? Yes, he is. He's his grandson. So just oh. to explain who Chip Carey is, and I'm trying to find a clip, but it's. Uh, a little difficult. Um, so Harry Carey was the voice of the St. Louis Cardinals. Um, I'm so back. Harry Carey Dan was Dickerson the voice of the St. Louis Cardinals early in his career, then moved to the Chicago Cubs. Well, his sad. son, Skip Carey, was the voice of the Braves during their heyday in the 90s, along with his yeah. uh, partner, uh, Don Sutton. And then Chip Carey took over for Harry with the Cubs 
once Harry uh, was gone. And then um, once his so so Chip is Chip his is son. Harry's no, grandson. Grand, I'm sorry, yeah, I Chip just got Harry's back on. Grandson took over for Harry with the Cubs, and then once his dad moved out of the Braves, he has then become the voice, television voice of the Braves. Wow. Okay, so this is by the way the three seed for AJ Chip Carey versus my six seed Gus Johnson. And for those that don't know, Junior under center fakes the pitch. Rec- oh, it's another oh, that, call. Yeah, that got paused. Yeah, recognizable it's... voice there in Gus Johnson. Uh, yeah, because he's always screaming. <laughs> he is also good Hold with on. doing the, you know, coming into the show, going out of the show. He's not just play by play, but uh, I just think he's one of the better voices out I got, there. I got one but, for uh, Chip. But yeah, give us one for Chip, there please. Singleton one. The pitch. Hammer toward third. Oh, what a pickup, Riley. Great play and a perfect throw. And look at Aguilar. He cannot believe it. That's two times in as many games. The Marlins have hit an absolute rocket to the hot corner, and Riley has robbed him. <laughs> Holy shit. AJ found not yes. only right. a play call, but a play call involving him you like in that? the game. Yeah. No, that is yeah, not. That's, that's the only reason AJ did it. Okay, so here's the thing. I hate Gus Johnson a lot. Oh, I thought you liked I, him. Oh, we had no. this discussion, Dylan. Oh, no. 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 Okay. I, I know, no. but AJ, because Dylan doesn't like you personally. I guess Oh, my like, God. Stop. He likes no, you but, a lot yeah, but Gus things. is my guy. You figured, <laughs> no, 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 sir. You figured stop, this stop, stop, go stop, right stop, to stop. me, him picking my guy, going against the, Hold on. AJ's no, guy. you have to. Hold on. All of these other ones can agree. Can, uh, uh, Matt, Ryan, and Paul can easily say, without trolling, I've always hated Gus Johnson. I've never. Well, yeah, AJ. because oh, you sorry, hate the city bad. of Detroit. Um, that's where he was born. Uh, anyway, I, did, I didn't even know that. Honestly, my favorite thing about Gus Johnson was not just the enthusiasm that he ran, and that, that's why I'm voting him over Chip Carey. Uh, although I didn't hate the the call that you that uh, pulled call. up, AJ. For for the record, the thing I like about Gus Johnson is he always brings that excitement. And I might be a little biased because I know he loves Tom Izzo. He loves Michigan State. But the thing that you guys have talked about with so many other broadcasters during this bracket in their versatility, that they can do basketball, golf, baseball, hockey, whatever. To me, Gus Johnson might be the best dual one for the sports that I care about, football and basketball. I think, I like, for, for real, I just think he's interchangeable. And does does he like my team, Tom Izzo, Michigan State? Yes. So that that probably helps that he always kind of gives them a boost up. But I don't feel like I'm ever losing anything with Gus Johnson. Like with SVP, because he only does golf, you can tell he's passionate specifically about golf. And I feel like with a couple of these other guys who do multiple sports, you can tell like, okay, football is his, you know, his niche. Baseball is his, basketball is his or whatever. With Gus Johnson, I really feel like, that he can do whatever and he can make you and he can make you feel as excited as you should be if that's as excited as you want to be like if football is your favorite sport you're going to love John's Gus Johnson for x y and z call if basketball is you're going to love him for x y and z call See, and, and that's that's why I'm picking all. Gus Johnson so to, to I, move on I this bracket. used to be annoyed by Gus Johnson but I actually I like him a lot um How? so anyway my vote still chip uh, carry, but 
I, I I'm hope always gonna I, pick, I just, I'm gonna pick a Chicago. I I don't even care anymore. I, I, I am like <laughs> I'm go. so over this. I, I do you know how absurd it is for Gus Johnson to move farther than Kirk Herbstreit in this bracket? Who said he is? Fucking pathetic. It's, it's matchups, pathetic. baby. He who said he is though? Maybe he should have been higher than a four, Paul. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> All right. Wait, hang on. Well, okay. Wait, wait. So wait, if Paul. You, if you're you not pick? as mad about Joe Rogan, who you just entered ten minutes before we voted on him, I was absolutely. Pissed. That's true. You were. Well, wait who a second. Can we count these votes here? Because I don't we, know. We are, it's at, a hang on, we are at two two. Price. We are at two two. Yeah. It's Ryan and I with Gus and you and Dylan. No, I Chip. had Gus. Oh, you had Gus. I'm just pissed about it. He's just mad. You don't have to pick Gus. Well, you, I'm not going to spite the guy to be an asshole. Well, I mean, yeah, you. I know, I know, right? Yeah, that's kind of your thing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, all right, top to bottom. All right, so we got the number one seed, Ian. Oh, sorry, number one seed, number eight seed upset Ian Drake versus the number five seed upset. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Ian Drake. Ian Drake. Try, try that again. How much more disrespectful Ryan, that is? I, Ryan, I need you to stop sharing your alcohol with me, please. <laughs> Jesus! All right, we got the. I need. The, I need you to pronounce somebody's name I right. I cannot right now. Man, he clearly Seriously. shouldn't be. Well, regardless be. of whether right, Matt can no, no, say no, the proper name, I'm redoing it. We have the number eight seed Ian Dark <laughs> against the number five seed Doris Burke, and then we have got the number six seed Gus Johnson against the number two seed Dan Dickerson. So we got Dark and Burke. I don't think I voted on that one, but that's uh, okay. Dark and Burke. The choice is obvious. Kirk Herbstreit. <laughs> There we go. Yeah. All right. Give me, give me big baller Boris, triple Bs. That. What? Okay. Okay. No, nope, big baller okay. Burke, I meant. No, All right. right. All right. All right. <laughs> BBD works too. Yep. Oh my god. Big baller brain. Big baller Burke. Uh, I'm going Doris as Ryan. well. I yeah. Well, Paul's not voting, so there's no point. I lost. Wait, Paul, you really not voting? Because it, no, it, it could still Kirk be two two. I was very clear. <laughs> See, there we go. So it's all right. So Doris Burke moving on, and then we got Gus Johnson at the six, and Dan, Dan, Dan come Dickerson on, come on, two. it's Dan, it's Dan Dickerson. Dan. I mean, dude, no, Dan Gus, the baby, goat Dickerson. No, no, it's Dan. no, no, it's Dan. Yeah, it's absolutely his, Gus. His 06 call of Maglio or Dornia's home run may be the one of the okay. best of all time. Okay, so now, again, not with the lifetime. We're, right. We're just going back good further today and further as every time we then. say this man's call. I get that. Just as so, good today uh, as he was then. This is Trouble current. with the snap was five years ago. Just, so hold on. Just in 1995, good, just Dan Dickerson. <laughs> just as good today. Hasn't lost a beat. So this, this is the personal anecdote from somebody who doesn't even give a shit about your team. I listen to Tiger Calls because on my way home if 97-1 is playing. Just because I, of other, Dan More than anything else. I respect just that. Just because yeah, I respect of him. That. He's like, so good at I, I, Cool. And because what the fuck else are you going to listen to? No, no. Uh, okay. I can't. No, I can't. What? Mojo's in the morning, baby. He's not on. I 100% six. can listen to other calls. In fact, I have chosen to listen to Tiger Calls over my own team. It's that much better. Like, I do not like... Any Chicago calls by comparison. One of the most under-respected things about Dan Dickerson, so he's obviously an old head to the game, and he brings a lot of that energy, but he just is not dismissive of new age analytics and the direction the game has gone. He has adapted to that, and that is so important to me. I think it's and Dan is my winner. Of okay. the Dan's bracket. the winner of the bracket for me. So Dylan, how is this working now? We got five spots for a final four. Correct. So we have as our final five, if you will, the number two seed Mike Breen, 
the number three seed Kevin Harlan, the number one seed Peter Drury, the number two seed Ian Eagle, and the number two seed Dan Dickerson. There's clearly a trend here. Uh, funny how the soccer guy's the yeah, only all, number all one. White dudes. <laughs> well, there's a there's a clear and obvious reason why that's the case, and Paul will reject that premise. So yep. we need to vote out one of these individuals that we think is number five amongst these four. I think it is safe to say that Dan Dickerson is not amongst those individuals. That's That would be my I, vote I for the five. So if we are playing Among Us, my vote would not I matter. regretfully, I would say Mike Breen would have to be my man left. How? It's oh hard. Listen, God. it's hard. I'm not saying that he sucks. I disagree. I, these are all really good. Hold on. Okay, fantastic. You have your two votes. Matt, who are you choosing? Uh, of the five. Wait, are we voting for who we think is number five? Who, yeah, yes. who we want to yes. boot out. Or yep. who we yeah. want to boot who, out. Who's the worst out of these five? We got one for Breen. We got one for Dickerson. It's between Drury and Dickerson. What? Wow. I'm not knocking out wow. Mike Breen, and I'm not insane. knocking out my picks. Well, it's up to you. <laughs> Hold on. Absolutely, you're not, knocking, it's up you're to not you. knocking out Mike Breen. Thank you. You can knock out whoever you want. It's, I know. What? So, so, how, about you knock out, how about you knock out the one guy that's local? <laughs> That's but why? Not 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 good enough for national. Yeah, maybe you right. knock him out. Could be, maybe he just yeah, chooses. He, if it's he wanted to, sure but he loves the Tigers. Scully decided to stay local. Right. Like there's some guys that just decide That's to not stick a good with their legacy. Yeah. Right. No. Yeah. Dan Dickerson is all above than Scully was. You're right. I, I literally. He's I, closer than you. He's closer than you're giving yeah. him credit for. I'm not gonna have. This. Oh sure. I'm not gonna have yeah, this, dude. Oh, I don't. Oh, I don't give a shit about this team, and he makes me want to listen to. Only thing he has is a good nickname. Let's go. All right. Whatever. Well, hold on. What are you, AJ. What are yeah. you? AJ and Matt, AJ and Matt are, are contingent because if they agree, then it's over. I'm clearly not going to vote out the soccer guy. Well, you could That's vote. Not you could happening. vote Mike Green. Mike Breen, and then it would come to a no. Because I'm not. I'm not intellectually dishonest. So. Oh. Okay. So I'm not intellectually dishonest either, <clears throat> but um, <laughs> my vote would be Drury. I know it would be. <laughs> who's your vote? All right. Dylan, Matt, it's on yours? to you. I'm waiting for Matt, because if he votes for Drury, there's no point. I like Drury. I'm going to vote for Dickerson. Oh, my gosh. Damn. Yes. God damn. Let's get his ass out. I mean, my vote was going to be Ian, so Dan okay, Dickerson so is our fifth So Dickerson's voice. out. Well, hold on. Yeah, Dick- yeah hold so on. there's two for Dickerson, one for Ian, one for Drury, and one for Brink. Yep. Okay. All right. So we have, it's going to be in order now. So it's going to be Breen against Harlan, Drury against Eagle. I'm sad. I'm very, right. Well, I'm uh, obviously very, voting yeah, Kevin I Harlan. I'm very so. disappointed. Yeah, I think since I, you know, obviously picked Breen, I think Breen has unseated Kevin Harlan as the go-to play-by-play man in the NBA. I think he brings you more enthusiasm. I think now on a call, he offers you more as the play-by-play guy. And not that either of these gentlemen are uh, are color analysts, but I do think play-by-play is a harder job because you have to talk more and you have to keep up more with the action. You have to really just kind of understand what's going on. And I think Mike Breen does a better job of that uh, than Kevin Harlan does. 
I completely I, disagree with everything right. my friend just said. <laughs> I think the reason Kevin Harlan continues to jump around and do other sports where Mike Green is really just locked into NBA basketball is because of what Harlan brings to the table, which is a little bit because more he can't do, I'm than sorry. Mike Green. So I'm going with Kevin Harlan. All right. Where AJ? are we standing right now? 1-1. One, one. It's 1-1. One, one. It's 2-1. Uh, it's two, Who's 2? Because two? Paul voted for Harlan. Oh. Yeah, I, I mean... Because Harlan's just older and whiter, so he's got to... <laughs> I don't know. It's if not even though he's older than Mike Green. I, yeah, I don't... Mike Fine. Green? All right. Is he not? I, I don't know. I don't know. He might be AJ, I'm no. sorry. I, I, Harlan is 60, which is not that old in the game. That's true. Oh, no. Breen might no, be way Breen's older than 60. No, Breen's 59. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I knew guys. it. Hold old on. Ass. Breen looks old 10 ass. years older, okay? I promise you that. Yeah, it's because he's a Knicks play-by-play. That's fair. Come on. He looks like, yeah, he looks like he's watched yeah, a lot on. of things. If you can do Knicks play-by-play yeah, and give come on. that much my, energy on a national 100%, 100%. broadcast. 100%. And you're getting paid that, a lot I, I'm to do it, I'm, I'm with Mike Breen. This wouldn't even be a conversation if the Knicks were good. My vote's for Harlan. Yeah. Oh, you hoe-ass bitch. All, All right. right. And then the final of the final four. Didn't do me any favors. Pete Drury. Hold on. Fine eagle. We got a semi. Yeah. All right, there we go. I, I, I'm i going to start just so I can get my happiness in while I still can. Uh, I, I think Peter Drury is legitimately one of the goats of broadcasting. <sighs> I think he's close to unmatched in what he does. And I love Iron Eagle. Yeah, so – so somehow we we just championed versatility, which is overrated throughout right. this entire bracket, and Peter Drury is in the final four. Yeah. Don't understand it. Give me I and Eagle. So here's the thing. I 100% don't give a shit at all about versatility. I haven't said it yet. It doesn't I don't it, care. Didn't show in your last picks. What do you mean? I voted for Mike Green. Fuck off. <laughs> I sided no, with not you. Not just that one, buddy. I sided with you. Leave me alone. Oh, why so are we mad. doing this to each other? He's so mad. God. This is what saying. we always do. This saying. is why you left. The gruesome two yeah, who, 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 marriage fights. Yeah. Why are you? Who, who My voted for evil? <laughs> you. Uh, yeah. Dylan, Dylan, who's your vote for? Uh, it doesn't matter. It does because matter. Matt's going to pick his. You don't his know even that. Even... No, Matt is cool. It's fine. Matt literally Matt's just celebrated because it's his Matt's pick. Matt's not a bitch. Oh, no. Who's I picked my pick? man, Iron Eagle. Thank you very much. See? Fuck you. You are a bitch. I, I mean, I, I, I just love the fact that this bracket is clearly shown that I have much better taste than everybody else when it comes to my broadcast. Hold on. It shows you that you know who white people are. You picked first. It, it just shows that all you love these old fucks. <laughs> Peter Drury is not and I'm that trying old. to I'm trying to give so us new some new blood flavor. with Mike Breen. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm trying to give us new shit with Doris Burke. I'm trying to give you. I mean, I am legitimately the one that chose localized voices and was bringing that flavor. Y'all pick national people, so. All right, I'm gonna be I'm gonna, I'm gonna be real. If it were me, my last two, it would have been Dickerson or Breen. It would have been Dickerson. I. I completely disagree that he's horrible. I, I this is this is Her, dumb. I hate I hate that there's we don't even have these aren't even a guys in their own in their own that is, company. On, that is they work for the same true. company. No, this, Here's this the problem: you, you think a don't guys mean it. television when in radio it is so much harder to be great because you literally have to. Pay Yet a you voted out the best radio <laughs> guy. The radio guy. I vote. I voted we, in the two best we, radio we, guys in Ian Eagle and bro. Kevin Harlan. You did I, I heard, no. I, ha- Dylan I had to hear you and Paul mispronounce Harlan's name for eight rounds, adding a D at the end of it. <laughs> he did. And somehow you're going to make it make sense. Listen to it does them. not. There's no D in Harlan. I still think Who said that? Harlan. You. 
Harlin. Like, you know, like George oh Carlin? Oh, my God. Kevin Harlin. <laughs> no, not one person not Lam. said Lam. No, I, not I, one I know we just had Kevin Harlin. No, we just had Columbus not Day. Not one person. You, no, we just you had Columbus check, Day. It is not Lam. You need to Lam. check the mother. <laughs> the the Jeremy you Lin. I did not. You said Kevin Harlin. I did not. I absolutely did fucking not. You did. I heard it. I heard it and remembered it. Tape to your goddamn grave. You guys are you. Paul, we will check the tape. We will check the tape. check the tape. He's wrong. You have Every the audacity. Single time. You Every have the audacity time. to trump radio guys after you fucking cut Dan Dickerson, who Dylan wanted to name his champ. You can oh, yeah. shove radio Hang guys on, up, up, up your Jewish fucking ass. Wait, time out, time out. Whoa! I also of your circumcised. Of your Paul, I also wanted to win, and I knew that my guy had a much better shot. It's not about winning; it's Peter about what's right. Than it does against Dan Dickerson. I want to. Okay, no. it is about Paul, what's Paul, right. Paul, Paul, hundred percent. I, I side with Paul, hundred percent. That is that is so I dishonest well. to just vote for your guy. I do as well. That's bullshit. And now it's. And now it's time for the <laughs> <laughs> It's such shit that we're picking it between these two dudes who you said right. radio so, okay. and Dan Dickerson is no, way better on. than that. So Dylan, do you I I I think you agree with me based on your tone. This is not a worthy championship. No, so this is what we're going to do. Okay, so about as so worthy you... as the longest yard making the final of a sports movie's bracket. I would like to cut Peter Drury. Matt, that's I fair. I would stop. No, Matt, that's fair. I would fair. like to cut no, Peter Drury fair. from the 5. Let's let's reboot this fucking thing. P- fair. No, 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 no. Uh, I'm all well, for no, that. no, no, no cuz yeah, we already I... did it. I, you can't I go back and do it. Ryan. We can, as a collective five, decide that we're no, fucking no, dumb. No, 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 no. I'm no. We just need to. We just need to understand the error in our ways before, <laughs> but it's already happened. We are redoing this in two I, weeks. I, I just want to know that I'm not alone no, in thinking this that this shit. championship is kind is. of a. Dud. This championship is. is the fucking 2020 NBA Finals. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> that's. That's really good, Paul. I, I'll be, I, That's I, really good. The fact that the fact that that That's the really two good. that I said, I just, I, I hate this so much. I hate it. I hate it. I, I we picked the two most white bread ass dudes that nobody <laughs> gives a shit about. No one is championing How saying, did this "Oh, Kevin Harlan." How did like, our oh, criteria? Kevin, you know why? It's this? because it's, you put it's, soccer it's people in it. Because you guys, it's no, because bullshit. you are racist bullshit. against no. soccer. No, it's that's not why. you didn't respect the bang. No, no, okay. The reason why is because Dan Dickerson was fifth. If he wasn't fifth, we wouldn't have this conversation. But we had two people who okay, picked no, two other on, radio guys on. who are worse than him. I. That's what I'm D- pissed What do you about. mean? This is bullshit. To me, Di- to me, Dickerson isn't a worthy champion either. Of the best broadcaster in the country? We need to take an angle from <laughs> politics, okay? This is why they don't take 10 candidates and whoever gets the most votes wins. They consolidate <laughs> them to two, right? So I don't want to talk so, about this. So Donald I don't Trump talk is about our best broadcaster of <laughs> We need We need to do a better job. Dan Dickerson it. got two of five votes. That doesn't mean he gets cut. Like It is not a majority. We need to regroup. It is a majority. No, it's <laughs> not. Two no, out no, no. of five Plurality. is not a majority. No, That's not no, true. It, it, would be it a- is. I, I just want us to recognize that we made a couple mistakes <laughs> not picking all of my picks. Now we can move on to the picks. <laughs> Wait, so who's the champion? Ian Eagle or Kevin Harlan? I'm going with It's Ian a boycott. None of us. No, it's a boycott. Nope. I'm voting Eagle. Nobody's a winner. Yeah, the listeners Nobody's are like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> I'm no, nobody Eagle. made it this far in this podcast. They tuned out. 
45 minutes Don ago. is still listening, and we love oh, you for yeah, that, you, Don. No, Don, Don, Don is number six, you baby. For that. Don was voting Doris Burke the whole time, and y'all just shit on him. <laughs> no, Don was no Don was on Herbie's train. Absolutely, Don would have voted Herbie. I think he would have gone Dickerson. No, Don. Oh, I don't oh, know. Dude, yeah, Don, Don might have knocked Sean McDonough out early too. You're right about that. Damn. Man, hundred percent. hundred percent. If Don was in, I don't on this, understand Dickerson how we spent two hours, spot. and this is the conclusion that we come to. Because so, so it's, AJ, it's who a do you pick between broad, these two? I mean, it's. It's the na- oh no, thanks no it's not it's it, I blame okay. the I blame we, the seating okay listen there's been the enough like we have to crown a champion there's been enough shouting we over each to. other like that's I'm gotta voting stop equal. okay Dylan I'm I wasn't saying equal. it was a flawed process is in like I what know, you, I know around. but I know. what I'm saying is this is what happens when you get five people together the the clear cut decision is not always going to be chosen. Right, like that's the nature yeah, of democracy and voting. This is what happened through the arguments that were made and the votes that were cast. So this is what we're left with. Therefore, this is what we have to decide on. You can't go back and redo it. We're not going back and redoing the 2016 election. We're moving forward, right? Can't can't put Bernie right. in there so, instead of Hillary. Will yeah. you stop? So listen. Me? So listen. So based on our. Oh, Paul Democratic process. This hilarious. is what we're I'm, left I'm with. Kind point. of like this funny. election that's coming up. This is what we're left with, and we have to choose between the two. So now we pick who's voting for who. Yeah, two old white guys. We got we got two for Ian Eagle right now. Ian Eagle is our is the winner. Champion. You can't even pronounce that's his name. That's why okay. it was on purpose. Yeah, that one was on purpose. Uh, that, I, I think okay, Eagle's it, a sweep. I will say out of uh, out of all of Paul's mispronunciations. Right. I will Over say the, a year and a half. In our defense, though, the first bracket we did, this didn't go this way because I think the winner, like, I'm very satisfied without that one. Oh, ho ass Captain America! No, that was terrible. Too. No, but no, it was no, better no, than no, no, Eagle. no, no, no. I'm talking about our sports one where we had the longest yard against. Uh, remember what, the no, that was terrible. Wasn't the Marvel one the first. No, wasn't Marvel? Yeah, first? Marvel was first. No, Ma- I think. Marvel was the first one, and you're just yeah. and you're just wrong about that. And number no, two, no, it's okay. You guys just wanted to be hoes. It's not <laughs> matter. It doesn't no, matter. Stop. Captain hey, America ended look, the story by going either, into the future. We're either moving on to out. picks or we're not doing them. All right. No, that's all good. Moved on to and picks. remember, the Titans uh, won. So we're gonna do this real yeah. quick. We're gonna do this kind of rapid fire this week. I don't even have notes in here. That's how rapid fire it's gonna be. We'll uh, recap last week. Actually, uh, you can give us your picks, Dylan. But I'm not recording. Actually, I'll record them on the side. Fuck it, we'll record your picks too. Screw it. Oh, I'm just gonna leave. Oh, all right. I love you, Dylan. Thanks for oh, your guest you appearance. Really? Uh, yeah. What do you leaving? mean, really? No, because Dylan, if you wanted to, what we could do is start you off with the worst record, mine. which is probably mine, and then get your picks. Uh, out of the week. Actually, Ryan is not. He is very astute and self-aware. Uh, so first place, we actually right, have bye-bye. a three-way tie. Oh, you're a whole. Myself, Paul, Matt, and Don are all tied for first. Yourself, Paul. And an even 500, 15 and 15 through three weeks of the picks. Uh, last week, uh, no one did great. No one did terrible. Where, where the hell are they? No, I'm, I'm all sure over the terrible. place here. Uh, wait. Oh, week three. There we go. Uh, so no one did better than 500 last week, which myself, Ryan, and Don went 500. AJ four and six, Matt three and seven, bringing up the rear for last week. Five hundred first place three way tie. AJ at thirteen and seventeen is bringing up fourth, and in last place Richard. twelve and eighteen is Ryan, who has been on the opposite yeah. of a tear. He is falling off. I've he's, I've had he's not so not doing bad. great. Uh, so we start. I, I think I won last year, and I'm fucking interesting trash. game. Don't listen to me. 
<laughs> like if you guys want to make money, just opposite pick me. Well, we pick the hard you're, you're games. You're in the you're in the money. We we pick the hard games. We don't pick the the games we would bet on. Like, dude, could you imagine if you did an opposite Ryan parlay and you were eighteen and twelve? Well, you have to get be, all of them in a parlay, so that would not be good. Um, no, I'm telling you. No, because you get some right. No, it, so Can say we you bet on each Yeah, I'm like about to bounce. It's Ryan's fault. All right, 14th ranked BYU, undefeated, three or four and zero. I don't even remember which. They travel to take on Houston, also undefeated. But Houston's only played one game, and Houston is a four and a half point home dog. Four and a half or five and a half? With picture you sent us. Four and a half. Yeah, BYU. Oh yeah, I, I, yeah. I didn't see this. I am going to take Houston and continue my losing streak. They're going to score enough points to at least cover. Ah, BYU. This is five and a half. What'd you say? Four and a half. The line switched. Oh. I told you guys they might be a little different. Gotcha. Okay. So Ryan took Houston. Matt took BYU. AJ. BYU. AJ's got BYU. I have BYU. Give me two seconds to tell you what Don has. I apologize for this. Uh, Don has Houston. There we go, Don. We got Pittsburgh traveling to take on Miami. Miami, who was ranked way too high and got mollywopped by, uh, you could even say buggy whipped by Clemson last week. But they're still the still ten and a half point home favorites over Pittsburgh. Nah, Nardog's yeah. gonna give it done. Give me Narduzzi in the fight. Yeah, I, I think game. Miami's gonna be on a still a little bit of a hangover from last weekend. So give me Pittsburgh to cover that spread. I want to pick Pittsburgh, but I think Miami's gonna gonna be pissed and bounce back. So I'm gonna roll with uh, with the U. Ryan was the lone dissenter last game. Matt is the lone dissenter this game. I I don't think Miami should be favored by ten and a half over any competent breathing team, which I think Pittsburgh is. Uh, moving on, we got Texas A and M. Uh, they've been all over the place this year, but they're still coming in ranked 11. Jimbo Fisher still got life in that team. Six and a half point road favorites over Mississippi State, who I believe it's the right Mississippi that just hung a million yards on <laughs> Alabama. No, that was Ole Miss. Ole Miss. They're not no, the right Mississippi. Damn it. All right. All right. My bad. But, I mean, yeah, bro. After Florida losing, you think that might open up another door for another SEC team to potentially make the playoff? I'm Don't not sure say that, that. it's Texas A&M. I, no, I am sure that it's Texas A&M this week. So give me the Aggies and Jimbo Fisher to bounce back with a big win over Mississippi Thanks. State. Give me a – let me go the opposite of Ryan just to be safe and pick Mississippi State. Yeah, just but so I want you, you to star this one to see if my theory is correct or not. So I, I love the shade here. The, the opposite of Ryan I theory. I love the shade <laughs> here well, just well. for the fact that AJ is literally only one game better than Ryan. It's just fantastic. Uh, and AJ will be the lone dissenter on this one. I think Jimbo Fisher gets a big win here. I don't trust Jimbo not Fisher. Not very good. Uh, we have what should be our game of the week. We have Georgia, third-ranked Georgia, travels to Tuscaloosa to take on the second-ranked Tide. The second-ranked Tide with maybe the worst defense they've ever had ever in the history of ever. It is pretty close. Georgia's defense is really good. I still think I just trust Alabama and Nick Saban in these spots to beat Kirby Smart by at least a touchdown. It can still be a close game. Alabama's defense can still give a, give up a whole bunch of points. So, But if it's like 42-49, Alabama still covers, and that's the type of game I'm expecting. I, I'm going to have Georgia cover, I, like, score enough points on that defense to get within a touchdown. If there's a time 
you're going to you're going to nip Alabama. It's right now mm-hmm. where the defense is not that good. The stadium's not going to be rocking, not going to be full of fans. I think this might be a shot for Kirby Smart, so I'll go with the dogs. The big brain pick here is Georgia. Numbers say it's Georgia. Talent says it's Georgia. The way they've performed says it's Georgia. But I believe in Georgia being fraud so much every single year and Kirby Smart being a trash coach so much every (laughs) single year. And you know that Saban, even though his defense is awful, is so angry about the way his defense played last week that somehow, some way, despite all reasonable football reasons that Alabama is going to find a way to not only beat them, but cover the spread and win by at least a touchdown. So I'm I'm going to pick Alabama, even though you should pick Georgia. Uh, Last college game, we have an underrated Boston College team that's still not ranked, which just seems crazy given the circumstances of what's going on, although they did have a bad loss. Uh, Virginia Tech, I don't know why they're still ranked, 23rd ranked Virginia Tech, and not only ranked, but 10.5 point favorites at home. 10.5 is super crazy to me. I believed in Virginia Tech last week against North Carolina. Did not work out in my favor. Is not going to work out this week. So go ahead and give me Boston College, honestly, just for the outright win. And then I'm going to go to the bathroom and edit that out. I'm going to also go BC here. I think they got a pretty good football team. Yeah, give me the Eagles in this one. V Tech did not look good last week. I I didn't see it. Don had Bam on the last one. I do believe I forgot to mention that in all my Kirby Smart hating. Uh, We have our first clean sweep of the week as we are all picking Boston College. Uh, Clean sweeps last week we went one and two on. Not nice. an atrocity, okay? Not that bad. Like it's uh, we almost we were very close to 0-3, and Georgia brought it back, which is ironic given what I said a few minutes ago. All right, moving on. Starting the NFL this week, our our Detroit miniature kitties are back in action, and this one, this I see a lot of surprising spreads. This spread also, damn, really? Detroit's three and a half point road favorites over Jacksonville, and I could have just stopped with Detroit's okay. three and a half point road mm-hmm. favorites, and I yeah. yeah. Every everything in my body is telling me to go against the Lions because you have DJ Chark who can expose our secondary. We're not good against the run. James Robinson has been awesome except last week. If Vegas says we're the favorites, I'm actually gonna side with them. I think maybe we beat Jacksonville by a touchdown, much to our own demise. No, I don't think it happens. I think Jacksonville beats us. Outright. I hope not. I think Gardner Minshew is going to look like John Elway in this game. So <laughs> I think Jacksonville. I think Gardner Minshew is better than John Elway, but uh, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I do love me the stash. Uh, Don Don also picked Detroit. Um, also as him and Ryan, only ones who picked Detroit. Uh, because as much as Detroit should win this game by 30 points, I am done picking them, especially over key numbers, especially on the road, especially against teams that can punish us easily, which is all teams because our defense at every single level is an atrocity. James Robinson is going to run all over us. Gardner Minshew is going to do his very efficient play action thing. Gardner Minshew is going to be 19 of 24 passes for like 270 yards. (laughs) And 15 of those to James Robinson. so So. stupid. Uh, But no, I'm I'm taking Jacksonville. I'm done with this stupid fucking team. So, Paul, I know you saw Detroit, you know, Detroit defense or Detroit weakness, literally the entire defense. Did you see what they said for the Jets? I didn't because I. The Jets weakness was. (laughs) Oh, that's so good. Oh, that is so good. Oh, I need to go back. Did I send that to you guys earlier? You you sent us the the Detroit Detroit one. one. Obviously, you hadn't seen the Jets one. But it was football. 
I'm yes, Norman. on Josh Norman. Norman that didn't count, but oh my god, Dude, yeah. He shoved this fool like three yards. <laughs> Bro, he he threw him in the air. <laughs> he sent a grown man flying. All right, I love you guys. We got to hurry up for AJ's sake. He's getting antsy. Uh, we got Cleveland. Cleveland is 4-1. and one. By the way, I know Dylan is celebrating and calling us all stupid right now. Uh, they're traveling to Pittsburgh and still not entirely sure what to make of Pittsburgh, but they're 3.5-point favorites at home. I know what to make of Pittsburgh. I think Pittsburgh is a really, really good team. As Like I picked Cleveland last week. I don't think they're in the class. Uh, I don't think they're in the same class as Pittsburgh. Give me the yeah, Steelers. Yeah, I think the fairy tale ride that Cleveland's on starts to end this week. Deontay Johnson, my boy on my fantasy team, is going to have a big day for Pittsburgh, assuming he's healthy, and Pittsburgh beats, wins by at least a touchdown. Yeah, you never pick Cleveland against Pittsburgh, ever. Ever, 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 ever. No, <laughs> Steelers. Uh, yeah, that, that makes it a clean sweep because Dylan's not doing the picks. Uh, everyone is on Pittsburgh. Woo! And here's the one specially for Dylan, and I'm so glad he's not doing the picks. We have Chicago traveling to I, – I have talked shit about Carolina at every opportunity, and they keep winning games. Yeah. And I don't know what to make of that either, but they've won so many games that they're now two-and-a-half-point favorites at home over Chicago. Dylan, would you like to tell us who's playing quarterback for your team? Because I'm not sure. Yeah, it's B Dick. It's BDN. So I actually think Chicago's going. I'm going to pick Chicago this week. McCaffrey, <laughs> McCaffrey's back, but they're going to be trying to work him in, and I think that's going to hinder their offense. Teddy B having fun all day against them Bears. Give me Carolina. Man, give me give me Chicago. So this is my my no. This is my want to pick to win the division because I hate Green Bay and I don't necessarily think the Vikings can do it from from where they're at now. And as much as I do love uh, Carolina, they should be getting McCaffrey back this week. Man, give me Chicago. I think they just find a way to win, and they're one of those you know fraud teams that we talk about come playoff time. Uh, AJ, you said Chicago. But I think right? they're going to win this game. It's in Carolina. No, but AJ, you said Chicago yesterday. I did, yeah. Oh. Chicago is bad at football, but so should Carolina be. And both of these teams keep winning stupid games no, that they, they shouldn't should be winning. Like, how is Matt Rule coming in from freaking Baylor? Nobody even knew who Matt Rule was before he had one miracle year at Baylor. And now he's in, in the NFL taking a trash team that should be in the mix for the number one pick. And they're winning football games. Hey, Teddy but Bridgewater. Chicago's kind of in the same Teddy BFO. Bridgewater. It's unbelievable. I, I got to take Chicago. I just I got to take the points. Like, I got to get the extra points on this pick. Uh, we got Green Bay traveling <laughs> to Tampa. What maybe could be an NFC title game preview. One and a half point favorite on the road, Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady. Let's go. Yeah, man. I, I got to take Aaron yeah. Rodgers in in this matchup like so i think it's kind of really apt to what we were talking about with the broadcasters where it's not a lifetime achievement award give me current aaron Rodgers over current um you know tom brady each day i think we've seen the worst of tom brady this year and i don't know that the worst that we've seen of aaron Rodgers can even come close and i think just the packers are a better overall team so give me packers and what is almost basically a pick them yeah give me the give me the pack tampa bay's o-line is freaking god awful and green bay is gonna have fun on defense i'm going with the pack i'm doing the same thing i did with georgia i'm going against the numbers and my own beliefs what i've spotted all year about how good green bay is and now this is the one year that nobody believed in them and they're super good this is the spot backed up against the wall tampa 
uber frustrated. Really needs to make changes. Green Bay has not lost yet. They haven't been close to losing. They have just looked great every single week. As I said that they would. But this week, I'm betting on Brady and the Bucks to figure something out and what? pull out an ugly win over Green Bay. Or maybe even an ugly one-point loss. Like, that's fine, too. I'm going to go against the analytics and the brain play, and I'm going to take Tampa at home to figure out a way to keep it close. Will Brady figure out what down it is? Uh, I hope he doesn't need to. All-timers is ah, a travesty okay. to watch. It is true. This game should, Brian, Brian Hoyer should hopefully still be a great game, but unfortunately tonight this game lost a lot of luster because Buffalo got pounded. Uh, Kansas City as a... <laughs> Yeah, Josh Allen showed us who he is, huh? Oh, stop. Hey. That's, that's just not that's not even right, man. No, the the haters finally got a win this year. Give us this. Oh my goodness. So this spread was is minus three right now. And I expect this to change. I expect closer to kickoff this to be like minus six or so Kansas City. But right now, Blesky's got us minus three Kansas City on the road at Buffalo. Did, did you say us? What? <laughs> did did you say us? Is they got us minus three? Kansas, Kansas. Oh, I thought I thought you said they have us minus three against Kansas. And not, like I, I was just res- honestly, it's just respect. <laughs> so KC is a three and a half point three against point, Buffalo. Just three. three point. Okay, I am going to take Kansas City, and like as all of you have watched the podcast, watch. Listen to the podcast. I've probably learned. Not a fan of Josh Allen. He played bag this week, but he's been balling out all year. Cannot take that away from him. I can't say he's not balling out or else I would sound stupid. I do think Kansas City is the best team in the NFL. And I do think it might actually be unfair to Josh Allen in this spot, whether it's the game of the week, 425, or whether it's the Sunday night game, whatever it is that it will be a unfair mark on Josh Allen's career, kind of like it is Lamar Jackson where you see it's this quarterback against Patrick Mahomes. And Patrick Mahomes is like just looks so much better to me that you're like, oh, yeah, this quarterback can't do X, Y, and Z because the other quarterback did that. I do think that happens. Unfair for Josh Allen, but I do think it does you know count against him. I am going to take the Chiefs in this game. at that. that so this is a spread. Monday afternoon game. Early, like early evening. I don't know what you call it. Five p.m. on the dot. Ooh! It is. Uh, I need to like rush I home do like from that. work and, and get this in. Going Kansas City. Yeah, this is what happens when pretenders face contenders. Give yeah. me Kansas City. Oh, see, that's absurd to call Buffalo a pretender after that. Hey, if, if Buffalo had taken yeah, care of business man. and looked good doing it this week, I would have been all over Buffalo. I think the spread's a little low. Uh, we're not, Listen, I know that it feels like an eternity ago, but they actually both played this week. Both of these games were this week. And Patrick Mahomes also had a bad game and also lost a football game this week. Both of them coming off losses. Both of them coming off sloppy play that needs to improve a lot. Uh, who do you trust more? I am taking Kansas City, but it's not just Kansas City. It's Kansas City. It's it's Reed. It's they have a lot going on there, uh, and they're more proven, far more proven. Um, but I think Bills are going to look a lot better next week. I, this spread is low. 
At three points, I think it's low. Uh, it's it's I too hope tantalizing. So. Dylan, check your messages. Which makes that makes Sorry, that a clean bitch. sweep. And we have way too much agreeance this week. We have like four four clean sweep games, three or four. It was like that and, last and week. a lot of them just like, won the center. Like it's kind of crazy. Yeah, we also like, have way too much crazy. So Ryan, do the thing. I was Okay, thank you all, except for agreeing with me. I don't know why, because I'm losing all the games. But make sure that you follow us on Twitter, at Sports Carnage, Facebook, Sports Carnage Podcast, uh, Detroit Sports Nation, where you can see all of our absolutely amazing graphics, except for last week, because I didn't think that podcast was up to snuff for us. Just saying. But this week, our graphic, I promise you, is going to be absolutely fire. And then follow us for all of our content, whether it's YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, etc. You can find us on sports carnage we are the only ones with that name so wherever you see the sports carnage name you instantly follow it and rate us five stars and then you know we'll be able to shout you out when we're uh, on the pat mack all show. right for aj riley ryan griffin paul roshan and dylan bear thank you it was fantastic having you come back more often i'm matt bassin we are sports carnage thank y'all for spending uh, way too many hours with us this week we'll be back with y'all next week